Hello, and welcome back to Mechanically Mediocre. Uh, we are here for episode two. Uh, I am back. My name is Combo. My co-host is back. Yeah, I'm, Who are uh, you? I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I am Jer. Uh, yeah, he's back, even though I make fun of him, which is the main review we've been getting so far is that I make fun of Jer a lot. So uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. Is that a bad thing in your mind? I mean, it's been happening since I first talked to you. So I think the only time <laughs> yeah, you were actually nice to me was was probably the first day that we talked our first twos games got it okay, yeah, our cool. first twos games that was um, the only time you were nice to me then after that it was all downhill so just all went downhill we are. uh for some of you uh you'll be seeing this is a video uh podcast you can see jer's ugly mug you can see my also ugly mug uh and but for i assume many of you because most of our, our viewers are podcast listeners uh, are just going to be listening to the audio. Uh, we are going to be doing video for a lot of our, if not all of our podcasts moving on from here, uh, specifically just because it'll be nice to show something. Uh, so today, as promised, we are going to be working through um, a bracket uh, of Jer's mind. He was the one who came up with this, so I'm excited to work through it. Um, and so yeah, so it'll be nice to actually show it off here. Uh, and so a lot of you probably have already seen my face when I stream. Uh, this might be the face reveal for Jer, though. So the ugly mug might be. present. Um, just a couple of ugly Canadians. Be. I was gonna say, when have you? When has your face been on the internet, Jer? Uh, I don't think it's ever been on the internet. The only there person who knows who I look like is probably Dave. All right, fair. I also knew what you looked like. And you, yeah, but you don't really matter. So. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so as per normal, we are going to start with a couple of small little intro things, and then uh, I'm going to put up our bracket. Um, Jer can't see the video, uh, so he has no idea what I'm doing, but I don't actually have the bracket live right now, so people will see it afterwards. Um, and bear with us, because like the, the video quality is coming through Discord, so if Jer gets fuzzy, that's why. Uh, we do not we are not going to go through the work of Jer recording himself, sending me footage and then going from there. That's uh, a, yeah, no. that is ridiculous. This was already like 30 minutes to set up in the first place. Uh, so, so I don't want to do any more than this. Uh, just like I'm not editing this video at all. So don't fuck up. Here. <laughs> um, actually, as a quick, funny side note uh, for the ASAP weekly podcast this week, um, I dropped an F bomb uh, oh, midway shit. through recording. I know. And so I think flash is going to have to do some editing now. <laughs> Unfortunately. I have Damn. one back in listen. I, I got to go listen and see. It was in the first five, minutes so uh this is like an easter egg for any of our duo listeners if they want to go back and listen to it i think it was like for exactness i think it was like four minutes and 35 seconds in there uh i drop an f-bomb and i haven't listened to see what flash did to, to catch it so we will see uh but that's uh, one yeah. episode where he can swear on demand and he's just swearing everywhere now that is exactly what happened which is <laughs> absolutely hilarious so um yeah all right uh jared is there anything what's been going on with you buddy what's your what's your life how's your life going man uh, same old, same old. Just working and uh, playing Rocket League. You know, just the same old, same old shit. Wait, you're telling I, me that th these don't pay the bills, man? No, these do not pay the bills yet. I'm still <laughs> waiting for that first, first, just juicy donation. Couple, couple bucks. It hasn't yeah, there you yet. go. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i uh nice man i i haven't done much else i've literally working and, and not playing a lot of rocket league uh but i was just saying before um i've gotten like three or four messages just today alone from random folks on discord saying that they've been loving the show quote uh but i don't know if they mean the, the show, show or the asap weekly show i'm gonna assume the asap weekly show um because i can't imagine people actually like this no um, this is trash. <laughs> but uh and we got like tons of topics funnily enough i think they were meant to be 
um, topics for uh, the ASAP Weekly show. But I, I read a couple of Jer. I think we actually could have some like mm-hmm. long debates on some of the topics that were given, anyways. Specifically, the topics that one uh, viewer had given us was uh, a lot on the last two podcast episodes when I've been absolutely bitching about some things in the RLCS scene, specifically one uh, man. So one man. Uh, no, we will not mention. Man. No, I told I literally said in the last episode I'm not giving him any more airtime. Yeah, no. So it's like Voldemort. Uh, you don't you don't say his name. Literally, I'm over it. I'm over it completely. <laughs> um, but nice. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna do our normal little uh, quick intro. I'm gonna say our uh, podcast Patreon homies. Uh, so starting from the top with the Patreon welcome squad, we got. I I think I I maybe last week did I call him Big Sismi? Uh, I may have, but his name so. is Big C is me. Uh, oh, but okay. I, I like Big Sismi a lot Big more. Big <laughs> Sismi. We got Kissy, uh, aka Flow State. Uh, we got Mike Young Slug. Uh, we got Mr. C. We got Mife. We got Paint. We got Pawn. We got Princess Wildcat. Poor Judgment. <laughs> Shorzy. Uh, Smitzelvon Crumb. I absolutely hate that guy. Uh, Tim Chew Barker, V15, and then Vika is uh, one of our new patrons. Uh, in the replay combat tier, we got Bong Taj, we got Bornich Dog Eric, uh, Cloud Nine, uh, Go Blue Mason, Googly Woogly Woo, and King Knight. In the one hour combat crew, we got Sods and Yeet Seeking Missile. And then in the two hour combat crew, we got Arok and Cursor and Feeding the Kitty and Hunty. So that's our patrons. Thank you for all your support. Uh, keep giving us support because Jared doesn't get a penny of it. So uh, we can just <laughs> keep slurping it up. Nothing, uh, but nothing for no, me. Uh, I think we're working out how Jared's going to get paid. Uh, we haven't quite figured that out yet. It took us uh, like months to figure out how even we, as the hosts, got paid in the first place of ASAP Weekly. So um, don't expect anything soon, Jared. That should um, be at least 50% of all earnings. Actually, I, I think I should earnings, be taking some of your coaching earnings too, actually, do you think? Oh, you think so? Nice. It's funny. It, it's funny. You make the joke, but here here comes nice guy combo. Uh, okay. I was literally going to propose to Flash saying he can take 10% of my coaching earnings wow. so that we're not pulling from their earnings. Because I'll, like, I'll be very honest. Like, I'm going to out the boys a, a little bit here and they might be mad at me. Uh-oh. But like they like Flash and Wabbits don't make a lot of money off the podcast. And like that, this is honestly me trying to say like that like I, I appreciate the absolute hell of them for, for the work that they put in. Um, I make a decent amount of money off the podcast, but that's because I get all of my replay earnings and those are the highest tiers, obviously. Right. So um, we did make a bit of a deal that like, I don't really take much else from the show uh, because the way I view it is like, I'm fine to not make money from the podcast, despite me being on the podcast because the podcast is the platform for me to have coaching. Right. It's kind of the way I view it. Uh, so I was going to then pitch to flash saying, Hey, uh, why don't you just give Jerry like 10% of my earnings or whatever that may be uh, for, for there. And then I think you'll, you'll be a little less than them, but you'll be almost close to what they make. I think at that rate, um, because like truthfully, like I, I can't thank the peeps enough. Like I'm doing very, very well off of the coaching um, to the point that a couple of people have actually suggested to me that why don't we turn it into like a coaching platform and start getting a couple other guys on mm-hmm. coaching as well, which could be pretty cool. Right. So um, little, little things in the works, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep rolling and see. I just need to, uh, I just need to start my, uh, my Jer project, my individual project that people can donate to, just like <laughs> paying flash. groceries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you listen last week, like this past week's? <laughs> oh, I, I listened to it. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. wow, Jerry, you become such a loyal listener. Yeah, I love yeah, it. A... Um, I know. I love that he like had to like disclose. He's like, it's oh, not yeah. my groceries. <laughs> like it's something else. Yeah. And I'm like, Flash, it's your fucking groceries. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're paying for your lettuce. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why. If you give me any money, it goes directly to alcohol and cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm kidding. I promise. I, I live much more lavish in terms of me buying random shit for myself. Um, but uh, no. So yeah. Uh, again, I don't know how we're still on the Patreons, but thank you all. Appreciate you dearly. Um, yeah. Anything to add, Jer? Uh, I think I feel like I have to to say a little apology to the OCE boys because I kind of I kind of shat Sean? on OCE last week a little bit. We are, come on. Come on, I, we we got to. I know, I know, but I got called out in the ASAP Discord. You did, and I just wanted to say sorry. I love all the OCE boys. I always cheer for them, but they always break my heart. So <laughs> that might be a nice, uh, like, quick little short topic before we actually get into the beef. Okay. Is like, how did you find the reviews for the show? There was a lot. We got a lot of ads. There was a lot, a lot of. Comments, of rev- so I didn't what, see any like think? negative reviews. No, so that none. was good. No, yeah. everyone seems pretty uh, pretty happy with our first ever podcast. And I, I, I have already actively forgot what we talk about, talked about, but uh, RLCS history <laughs> RLCS. in there future. You go. The format. Um, yeah, I got you. And then Siri's like, hello? Uh, so goodbye, Siri. Right, um, come on, Siri. Siri thinking it's her podcast, too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. I got a lot of, and I shared a lot with Jared, too, of like some of the personal messages of mm-hmm. some of the guys I coach who had said some really nice things. Um, so we big, big appreciate all of that. And uh, yeah, it's cool, man. We, I don't think Jared and I had very high hopes. At least I didn't. I can't speak for you. But um, I was just like, people are just going to listen casually, I assume, like nothing too crazy. But like, I got some like all caps messages of like, I love this. And so, uh, which makes me happy. I'm kind of banking on this for my career. So I hope it goes well. <laughs> yeah, Jared quit his job today. Just yeah. To- <laughs> go this full time you know um but yeah we're into it uh if if you want to know because last week we were talking about how like it was a little more planned than i think the future of the show will be mm-hmm. uh and but i will say it shows that we don't plan shit because as soon as this hour finishes or hour and a half whatever it ends up being um jared and i have not even remotely spoken about what comes next no, uh so, so, so we're gonna figure it out on the fly last week <laughs> we're like yeah next week get ready for this and we're like oh uh, yeah next week we're gonna, we're gonna talk for a bit you know yep. um but uh yeah so that's gonna be the flow for the next little bit i think we'll probably do brackets i was thinking like a monthly bracket could be pretty cool like every fourth episode or too, something yeah. right um and then if people do like it we'll start getting viewer input and but talking about brackets, uh, let's 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 uh, see what we got today. Jer, explain what we got on our plate. All right, so today we're going through a bracket of sixteen different mechanics. So we're gonna basically be going through each, going through each matchup and trying to argue for or against which of those mechanics is more influential to the Rocket League scene to the pro scene of Rocket League and kind of everything, everything in between. We're just going to be talking about it. And if we can kind of agree on one of them being more influential, then we'll, we'll move them on to the next round. If not, then I, we have a little something special planned that, uh, that combo is going to do for a little tiebreaker. If we, if we can't uh, decide ourselves. Oh, it's funny. I was like, I was, I was like, Jerry, why can't you just explain it? But I was like, oh yeah, we literally just decided on something we else did. as yeah. well before the show started. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to show the bracket here now. Uh, there you go. Uh, that is the bracket uh, for those who are watching. Uh, for those who are listening, I'm going to, ex- excuse me, say all the way down. Um, we didn't do a traditional seating. Um, what had happened was we brainstormed mechanics. I put them in more or less a random seed. And then Jerry and I just ballparked a couple times back and forth as to where they go. Um, a couple peeps had asked in the chat how we were going to seed them. Um, I appreciate that there are so many people taking it very seriously. <laughs> uh, we are not. So I'm just going to put that Whoa. out there. Um, uh, maybe Jerry is. I'm not. Yeah, uh, but it is serious. This is, this is uh, a serious shit, bro. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, I think that it's about as fair as it can be because what, every time Jar and I looked, we were, like Jar was really good for being oh well late, like who was going to be against who later, and so on. So mm-hmm. um, it, it was almost like a, a kind of dynamic way to seed them uh, and go from there. So I'm going to explain. I'm going to say each one as we go down. This is in no particular order. I'm literally just reading left column down, right column down. So we have, uh, I'll read the matchups as they are. So we're starting with the ceiling shot against the air dribble bump, uh, followed by the flip cancel against the breezy flick, followed by the wave dash versus the musty kickoff, uh, which we will explain for, and some of these ones who maybe people don't know, we'll explain mm-hmm. what they are. Um, I did want to get clips for all of them. Half the, also half the reason that we were doing video Ooh. also didn't happen. Um, would have been cool, but it didn't happen. Uh, maybe in the future we'll get better production quality. We need like a producer <laughs> at this point if we want to keep going down That'll this do. route, man. Um, next is the half volley versus the turtle flick. Uh, and then to the right column, we got the flip reset versus the doomsy dish, the fast kickoff versus the double touch, the air dribble versus the 180 flick, and then the half flip, half flip versus go. the musty flick. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so that's our 16. Uh, we will be crowning one winner today uh, to explain our tiebreakers. So since Jer and I are but only two humans, despite me being better than Jer, uh, I still got to give him the, the benefit of the doubt. If we are hard stuck, what we've done is we have made a little, I'm showing up piece of paper i'm purposely showing you can't see it but there is writing on it um of i took three decently high level players basically c3 plus um to rank them themselves i gave certain points based on each one and then i made an overall winner from that so i do see what the pro picked winner is as of right now um and the best part is i disagree so we're gonna we're gonna get into it um so we're gonna get into it which i'm excited for uh but that was how we were gonna do it but like we said, we planned shit on the fly here. Um, and now instead, we had the idea. I literally just said, I was like, Jer, how are we going to use the hoop in the background ever? And he's like, what hoop? And I showed him the hoop. Uh, and so he said, and that's again, is for our video peeps. Uh, if we are dead stuck, the first thing we're going to do is I'm going to shoot a hoop. Uh, and if I score, I win. If I miss, Jer wins the vote. I will actually openly say I'm about 50-50 on stream. So I it will be pretty good. Uh, on stream? Like good no, you're trend. trash on yeah. stream. No, 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 no. You haven't seen all my streams then. You're a bad uh... mod. Some streams I've gotten like three or four straight. I'm pretty good. Uh, so we'll see how a video goes. And by myself, I swear I'm nuts. I don't miss. Uh, I'm just I'm just disgusting. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm literally like, uh, I was, I was <laughs> the worst part is I was going to say I'm literally Kobe. Um, oh, but no. it's still too soon. <laughs> it's still rip, rip my man. Uh, it's still Take too rip. soon. Um but yeah, I think that does that cover it, Jerry? Are we set? I think so. I think we're good to go. 15 minutes in, we're ready to go. Look at um, that. Look at that. So, uh, all right, man. Uh, so, Jerry, you got the bracket in front of you as well, right? You I see do. What, you see what we're doing? Sweet. Um, you pick, man. Where do you want to start? I don't want to start top left. That's my only. Yeah, you don't? You don't want to start top no, left? No, too traditional no, no. for you? Yeah, too traditional. We'll start wherever mm. you want to start. And then let's, you get opening comments. Let's go weird. Let's start bottom right bottom right so uh for those not watching at home we got the half flip versus the musty flick uh that is a big one that already is a tough match (laughs) i didn't even look at it before i picked that's a tough one bro it's a tough matchup all right jared give us opening remarks talk me through both mechanics explain what they are first and then talk me through oh geez i'm gonna sound like an idiot explaining what a half flip is let's see it uh all right so for this matchup we got a half flip versus musty flick uh a half flip. <laughs> this is gonna be the worst explanation ever. Let's hear uh, it. Don't stop. The half, to the stop half flip. Reading. All right. The half flip is when, let's say, you're driving, you're driving backwards, and you want to get back to driving forwards. So you do a, like a half, 
a half, a half flip. <laughs> you do a half flip. It's just that easy. <laughs> you do a you do a half backwards flip to get back. Oh, Boom. you're actually horrible, man. Um, so the the actual description is, is agreed, Jarrett. When, no, no, no. When you're backwards, yeah. you are doing a backflip, uh, but you are canceling it midway through. So you're slamming the joystick the other direction. So in this case, you'd be holding down and then slamming it up midway through the flip. As Jared said, that's his half backflip, as he described it. Um, and then you're air rolling. Uh, so I'm doing like a little whip like to show it. You're air rolling uh, to then put your car, because if you think about it, your car is upside down, you then spin yourself around. So you're right side up, going the other direction, facing forward. So um was a mechanic that I remember in season one. Uh, actually, I got to save the, I got to save the commentary for later. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. musty flick, Jer. What's a musty flick? Oh, you're you're going to make me do this, bro. I am. <sighs> musty flick. Um... How do I describe a musty flick? <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it for the rest of the time. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so musty flick. You can do it on You can do it on the ground. Well, you can't really do it on the ground, but... <laughs> do you want me to do it, man? You can do it. <laughs> okay, the musty flick, literally all it is, is Musty, who is a content creator and pretty like decently high-ranked player. He's like a 1700-ish player. Um, he basically invented this flick um this is another one of the first like mechanic youtube videos i saw i'm, I'm still adding commentary i'm gonna be so bad for this um uh, but it, so what, how it works is you when the ball is on the front of your hood so angling towards the front of your car you jump and then lower your hood so you push forward on your joysticks your hood aims towards the ground so that the ball also falls with your car and the trick though is that you need to get your hood to pass 90 degrees so that the car continues forward momentum then when you actually backflip so if you picture your hood going down and then flipping back in the the opposite direction to then hit the ball gets a lot of power gets a lot of height still like it is a like a pretty like heavily used flick because it is as hard as it is which we will get into the commentary um but yeah those are our two mechanics that's a that's a great first matchup there uh, i think really i think that was what that was like our that's our seven eight kind of matchup you know what i mean yeah yeah, um, yeah. so our gets eight nine and a 16 um, i like i don't even know what i want to pick yet okay so um jr walk me through your experience with the half flip and the musty flick uh watching playing the works okay so uh half flip is probably one of the most used mechanics on this list i would say it gets probably, used yeah. it gets used, used probably yeah. 30 times a game i would say if not more wow you're um, backwards a lot my guy yeah well i'm a really <laughs> bad player <laughs> i don't know so half flip Half flip is a great, great mechanic for recoveries for for anything like that. Um, while a musty flick is is a lot more situational, where if you maybe can't line up a nice powerful shot, you instead go for a musty, where you're gonna get a ton of power on it. You're gonna maybe fake out the goalie a bit because no one's really ever expecting a musty flick. So it's kind of two different sides of the coin. I'm where I would I would I would I would lean towards half flip just because it's such a fundamental fundamental mechanic that everyone everyone needs to learn. You can go a long ways without using musty a musty flick ever. Rebuttal. 
there were in season one and two, there were still several pros that just refused to learn the half flip because they knew that just backflipping until you got to speed was just quote just as quick getting backwards the other way. That that was a huge huge thing in season one and two, which was that. hilarious because yeah. at that point I could half flip easily, and it was hilarious to watch pros like literally refusing to half flip yeah. and like working their way down. And I will say. It, a musty flick, I think, will present you with more goals than a half flip will save. What do you think? Ooh, I don't. I don't think I agree with that. <laughs> you don't. Agree? I don't think okay. I agree cool. with that at all. No. Cool. All right. Uh, I do give you complete points that it's the. It's I think one of the first mechanics someone learns. Um, mm-hmm. To reference ASAP Weekly, I remember when, and you remember this, I'm sure as well. When Flash started playing the game more, and he was just a wee little silver or gold, he was like, "Guys, like someone tell me what mechanic." He posted in our team chat, and he's like, "What mechanic should I learn? Like, where should I go?" And right away, all three of us were like, "Do you know how to half flip yet? Like, can you half flip? Like, we gotta show you gotta get half flip in. Like, we need yeah. to see that." going um and so definitely definitely agree i think it's if not the first mechanic you learn on this i'm looking around and i think it's the first mechanic you probably learn on this uh sheet and i think so yeah drastically drastically improve speed um so i would also lean half flip uh in that case is that is that a, is that an agreeance was that what you're saying Jared? i think i think that's an agreeance i okay. think just because of how often uh-huh. it uses it gets used and the fact that you you have to learn it so early on and that you still use it every single game no mm-hmm. matter how yep, no matter what your rank is i agree uh all the musty fans absolutely punch in the air right now uh so musty mad himself listen to the himself podcast punch in the air right now pissed. Uh, it, that was a rough seating. That that's a hard seating because a it's, one, yeah. it is one of two very very old mechanics, like not new by any means. Like both incredibly incredibly old. Like Musty Flick, I think was found late 2016, early 2017. Like it's still a very old mechanic at this time. Um, Half flip was just found a little sooner, and uh, I think yeah, we both agree it's used a little more. Um, all right, Jerry, you can be our guide. Where do you want to go next? Do we follow in order or what do we do? I think let's yeah, I think we follow go up. I think we follow in go order. up. Cool. Yeah. So next in the matchup is the air dribble. Versus Versus the 180 flick, uh, another great matchup uh, of a like uh, this time both offense, but a mechanic that it often is learned early as well. Versus a uh, very very good scoring mechanic. So again, we're getting a very similar matchup there. Um, so uh, oh, and I will say uh, for the I meant to say for the last one. So between the half flip and the musty flick, um, the half flip won on all of our high level player. Uh, choices. Ah, did it? Musty okay. Flick was not chosen for by any of our, our high level players. Nice. Um, next, uh, the air dribble uh, versus the 180 flick. So an air dribble is the ability to take the ball, uh, and whereas in most sports like soccer, for instance, you dribble by just keeping the ball tight to you while making maintaining contact and a lot of small touches, wherever that may be. The air dribble is the exact same thing, but you guessed it; it's in the air. Uh, so that could be a from a ground to air dribble so popping the ball up and then coming under it flying under and bringing the ball up it could be a wall to air dribble so sending the ball up getting under it and carrying it out um, is there another air dribble that i might be missing i guess like a ceiling air dribble technically but like yeah that um, ever happens right. so uh wall to air dribble or ground air dribble we put them in the same boat uh yep. whereas the 180 flick is almost i would say almost the easiest to understand um you jump you put the ball <laughs> in your hood you jump you spin your car 180 degrees so you're facing backwards and whereas normally you would jump and front flip to flick the ball you jump spin 180 degrees and then backflip um the reason that it has kind of come into uh popular use was actually it was metanaris who was like known as the 180 flick uh king uh and so he uh i don't think i don't think he was the one who like like created it by any means i think he popularized it uh in a lot of johnny boy show matches but it's uh this very very high power 
hard to read flick because the car doesn't look like it's in a spot to generate almost any power and then the ball booms off. So um, those are our two mechanics. Jer, tell me what you're thinking. First thoughts are just that the air dribble gets used a lot more often. Um, when I'm looking at a 180 flick, I don't think it gets I don't think it's very useful compared to say uh, a ni- uh, like a 45 flick, a 45 flick or a 90 flick. Which one? They they both exist. <laughs> yeah 45 i think i think the 45 (laughs) gets used more and the the thing is um, it gets almost almost or just as much power as a 180 flick i don't think it's just as much i I think it's i think it's slower for sure is it Uh, i I think because i like as someone who mainly 45 flicks but enjoys 180 flicking i don't think i've ever generated similar power between the two yeah but it takes a lot more time to set up a 180 flick Mm. it takes a lot more mechanical skill to, to set up a 180 flick in my in my opinion Interesting. And... I disagree. We're gonna we're gonna go into that. Really? One. I completely okay. disagree, buddy. I learned a 180 flick literally probably over a year before I learned how to air dribble, uh, because air dribbling felt so hard. I think to me, there's so much more to an air dribble, man. Of that, like it, it's ball control, it's car control, and it's boost control. Yeah, matched in with just an, in general having enough boost to do it in the first place. Whereas a 180 flick can be done stationary, it can be done at speed, it can be done at, at supersonic. Uh, and all it takes is you to know where to jump when the ball is on your hood, and yep. then the ball will stay there. And all you got to do is hold hold right for a short amount of time and backflip. So I think it's very easy. Yeah. So I disagree with that. But okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> another point I, I would say, I shut you uh, down. yeah. Well, <laughs> another point I would say is that the air dribble it just has a lot more uh, flexibility in the ways you can use it. Like obviously, mm. as you said, you can use it from ground to air dribble. You can use it from a wall to an air dribble. You can, I guess that's another one of our mechanics, air dribble bump, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of connected. Um, you can, you can air dribble and say fake it after, you know, if they read you correctly. Um, I, I feel like it just has a lot more options that you can do with it. You can go for a double touch off of an air dribble if you, if you need to. Whereas a 180 flick, you're just kind of, especially say, especially say in threes, you're not going to get enough time to use a 180 flick in threes unless you somehow get in a one-on-one in threes. Metsa would say you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, in you're disrespecting two. our boy right now. <laughs> you're absolutely disrespecting our boy. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm with you. Um, the the one definitely ups I'll give to the air dribble is between the two, it is the only, in my opinion, viable um, all-field mechanic between the two there. So yeah. I, I truthfully, like, I don't air dribble on net almost ever. Like, I never liked doing that. It wasn't a, a skill I enjoyed. I often air dribble out of my own end, right? So like when I'm, uh, if I'm, let's say on my own backboard, I'll pop it and I'll go into an air dribble, whether it's, even if it's just a couple touches of an air dribble or a nice long one, the reason I do it is because then you can air dribble into a 50 if someone challenges you, right? To get a nice clear. So that is definitely where you said it's, it's pretty dynamic and it can be used a little more. I completely agree. I think the air dribble kind of takes the cake there for sure. Um, uh, Whereas I, like I said, I don't want to disrespect the 180 flick at all because I think it is still to this day an underused, which you had said, but, Mm -hmm incredibly incredibly effective mechanic that not enough people give the amount like the the time of day to um 
but that comes with the the caveat that it almost verbatim as to what you said, which I kind of agree. Um, I think the 45 flick or a 90 flick, even at that rate is just easier because it takes less time. It takes a little less yeah. patience. It, it's, it's more efficient. And like I similarly, whereas I would use the 180 flick almost always just for shooting. If I'm trying to beat a goalie with some funky ass shot, yep. the 45, I flick out of my own end. I flick you know, from near the wall. I'll flick a pass. Like there's other options there too. So there is where I definitely will agree with you. So where does that leave you? Boom, air dribble, done. Air dribble, wow, you don't even, what if I said 180 flick, Jer? Fuck the 180 flick. <laughs> I agree, air dribble takes the cake. <laughs> um, good, good chat. Uh, are we staying in order, moving our way up? Because uh, this is another very hard matchup. Let's go bottom left. Bottom left, oh, so Jer's switching it up. Okay, <laughs> moving into probably the easiest matchup, in my opinion, of the entire, <laughs> the entire Yeah, I was series. looking at this earlier. Uh, Honestly, I thought is... it said turbo flick at first. <laughs> oh, that's hyped. hilarious. <laughs> uh, no, so this matchup, which we're moving down to, folks, is the half volley uh, versus the turtle flick. Am I doing explanations, Jer? Or... Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm actually okay, so... trash at explaining, so. Cool. Uh, so, so the half volley, uh, for those who don't know, um, also one of the first mechanics I think someone should ever learn in Rocket League um, is often also called the power shot sometimes. I think that's ridiculous. Just call it a half volley. Because it is. The boomer, whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> is the ability to... So Rocket League physics are similar to real life physics, but slightly different. And so where they are slightly different um, is that in... And I actually could be wrong. I didn't study physics. Maybe this does happen in real life, but I don't think to the amount that it does in Rocket League. Um, so how it works is that you... If a ball is falling um, and you flip into it to take a shot... At just immediately after it bounces, it will generate far more power than if you hit the ball at any other time in the game. Um, the reason it does so is because now the ball has an upwards momentum as you're hitting it. So you're adding to the force rather than fighting gravity, pulling the ball down in the first place. So uh, it, it is a way to basically counteract <clears throat> gravity and boom the ball way harder than expected the turtle flick uh the turtle <laughs> flick uh is going turtle uh meaning flipping yourself upside down and boosting so you're just sliding on your hood imagine a turtle like i don't know farting or something really hard that it just slides across the shell um and then uh some of the best goals in and i'm adding commentary again i'm gonna keep doing this uh some of the best goals like freestyle goals get your game goals whatever it may be have come from turtle flicks in some capacity um but it's where the ball either lands in your hood or you actually drive somehow with the ball stuck to the like underside of your car um and then you press a uh, or x whatever or we'll jump whatever the button you use i'm learning people use wild buttons for these today um yeah. <laughs> but, but Shout out, Dave. uh yeah shout out to dave uh but uh what you do is you press your jump button and it automatically flicks your car but it flicks it in so it spins your car um from its side so it almost works like a little flick when you do it so um can generate a lot of power from something that probably looks like it never would so um that's where it kind of got its name from so jared walk me through what are you what are you thinking uh wow this yeah this is the easiest matchup of them all um why but turtle flick's too good you know i'll try to advocate for turtle flick just for the people out there who love their turtles the turtle flick if if pulled off is one of the most unique it's gross it's it's gross like it's it's almost unsavable if you can pull it off because no one's expecting this stupid ass turtle on the on the floor of the arena to come out and flick this ball top corner so Mm -hmm. if you can pull it off props to you and it's one of the grossest goals you can score but But the half volley (laughs) but the half volley is used literally every game it's used for power shots outside, out of your zone, onto onto the opponent's net. Um, so I don't see any argument really 
<laughs> for turtle flick don't disrespect the turtle <laughs> flick man um no i agree the, the half volley i think is one of the most versatile mechanics that we're going to talk yeah. about today um it's used for clears it's used for passes it's used for booms it's used for literally whatever you want the half volley can be used for i would say 90 percent of the time i touch the ball if i'm if i'm hitting mm-hmm. it with power it's a half volley um to the point that like it is at a higher level players in net will actually rather delay themselves an extra half second because they know the shooter is going to delay themselves to take a half volley so you you tend to see that a lot and where it comes is when it almost became a mechanic in of itself was to shoot without half volleying because it screwed up the timing of the defenders in in, in the main way so it does show how influential this mechanic was to the game so um i'm fully wholeheartedly with you this is probably gonna be our shortest discussion of the day yeah Um, i would would also the the Mm -hmm. half volley can also be used uh on on your back wall technically even i would true yeah my the 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 fire burner clears like that's yeah exactly yeah it was or drain apps who who am i saying is it jane apps jane apps always had yeah the the nappers clears yeah yeah yeah, the napper clears yeah um i completely agree Uh, that's a big big part of it so um yeah half volley makes its way through i completely agree there um no basketball been needed yet um thus far so just as a reminder we had our half flip versus musty flick half flip has one air dribble versus 180 flick air dribble is one half volley versus turtle flick are you seeing a theme that it's against flicks um oh, and half volley has one the poor flicks do we even have other <laughs> flick we only have one we flick have, option left what is going left. on <laughs> um and half volley has one thus far <clears throat> we are matching all of the choices of our uh of our high level nice. players. So um, are we going to keep with the same theme and move up one now? Yeah, let's move up one. Yeah. All right. So another, I think, good matchup um, because it's old versus new. Um, so the, our, I think as of on our list, the newest mechanic in the game, um, the musty kickoff versus the wave dash. Uh, so to explain these two, the wave dash um, was a crazy mechanic. I still vividly, actually, I'm going to stop again. I keep adding commentary, but I remember learning it. I was, I was going to talk about from a YouTube video um, of basically how it works is normally in rocket league to gain speed. It takes, if you are stationary with gas, it takes about three front flips to get supersonic two diagonal flips. If you get good with that, um, with the wave dash, the point of that is to drastically lessen the time between a full car rotation, because what you're doing is when you jump before your wheel, retouch the ground before you use that second flip you use that second flip much later and like i said just as you maybe two wheels are touching the ground for some people when they teach it some people say no wheels touching the ground but almost um and then what it does is since the ground is in the way of the direction that you are flipping it gives you the speed boost that a flip would normally give but it doesn't make you do a full rotation so it's a quicker way to stay on the ground and gain speed a lot of people primarily have used it let's say if you're jumping off a wall instead of jumping and then flipping and then trying to correct yourself to land land to keep driving you jump off into a wave dash into a flip and then you're supersonic so um it has become a main way of traveling and traversing the field versus the musty kickoff um chair do you want to try explaining musty kickoff or is this no, very I've, much i've never even okay. i've never even attempted a musty attempted kickoff. it cool okay um so the musty <laughs> kickoff i'm not going to try i'm not going to explain the mechanics too deeply because uh, you very much need to watch like a video to mm-hmm. see how it works um but it is currently um, by the, the slightest hair, the fastest kickoff we can currently do in the game. Um, how it works is it is a diagonal flip into a flip cancel, um, which landing again and then flipping into the ball. How it works is that it, it allows your car to get the speed from a diagonal flip, which is faster than any other flip in the game, while simultaneously keeping the boost in a forward momentum the entire time. So it adds just a slight speed advantage to the fast kickoff another choice that we have in uh in this bracket so jer what are you thinking where you at uh wave dash is another one of those almost like the half flip where it's 
primarily used as a recovery tactic. Uh, mm-hmm. Say you you land awkwardly on a wall or on the on the ground, and you you're trying to get some speed back up to get back into the play. So you use a wave dash to try and get as much speed as possible, get back into play. Um, other than that, I think that's the only sort of way it's used, right? Just as kind of like a recovery recovery tactic. <laughs> recovery um, or like gaining speed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, whereas Musty Kickoff, I don't know. I have a hard time arguing for Musty Kickoff because I've literally never done one. And okay. I've never even tried to do one. So Had you uh, watched Musty's video when he like really broke I didn't down? even watch Musty's yeah. video, no. You didn't so. watch the video? Oh. No, I didn't. I know. You suck. Okay. I know. I didn't uh, okay, even do so my I'll, I'll speak to Musty homework. Flickoff. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll speak to it for his kickoff. So um, he tried to remember the exact stats. I'd recommend going to his channel and checking it out. But um, he had done the kickoff, uh, uh, let's say like 100 times in ranked. Um, and he found that more, I think it was over 50% of the time, he would actually win the ball clean, um, even when people were doing a fast launch against him. Uh, so he found that like it was still adding a just enough speed to win the ball clean. And often if he was planning with a teammate, would almost always lead to a goal because he was able to slowly hit the ball past the uh, opponent taking the kickoff right to his teammate and the teammate could shoot on a more or less open net. So um, he was finding a massive success literally at GC trying this kickoff and, and, and using it there. And so he's a big advocate for it. I will say it did generate, I don't know if you remember, but it generated a lot of hype the couple months ago that it was kind of found. Like a lot of people were talking about it of mm-hmm. like, is this going to be the new kickoff that we see? And I will say, I do see it sometimes in ranked, like where I'm like, oh, like I definitely was fast to that kickoff, but I got beat somehow. And I'm like, how did this even happen? Um, and it has really made a good name for itself, but the fame has died off of it, I will say. So like, I don't hear anyone talking about it anymore. I don't see tutorials saying, like, this is the only way you should be kicking off. Like, I don't see that anywhere. Uh, so I thought it was going to be, truthfully, and why I was kind of happy these were put against each other, was, and so I'll add, talk about the Wave Dash now. When the Wave Dash video came out of a guy, it was literally a video of a guy, I don't remember who it was, I wish I did, saying here are three mechanics. I don't remember what the other two were, but he's like, here are three mechanics I've found that are really cool but won't have a real effect in game and like aren't useful in game uh and the wave dash was one of them and i remember looking at that i'm like oh like that looks kind of cool i was like i can see freestylers trying that or whatever and not learning it i was like i don't need to learn this that's fine um and then i started seeing pros using it which is how a lot of our mechanics came to be on this Mm -hmm. list of pros started using it uh in a real setting and i was like oh wow i was like there actually is used to it and now funnily enough any of my the people who i coach who are watching slash listening to this will attest like that is one of the first things i teach people when i'm talking about recovery mechanics now is wave dashing because it's such a big part of my game so um i guess this is like i said a battle of the new versus the old but also a battle of the like what could the musty kickoff become because is the musty kickoff just what the wave dash was when i discovered it like i don't know yet like will it become the main way that people kick off it's possible like very very possible i've seen pros do it already in rlcs right so um it is very very possible that it could become that next wave dash but i just don't know yet Right. Yeah, I would say the only thing is, even when we do see it in RLCS, I don't see it leading to any sort of ad- like huge advantage for them when they're using True. it. So I feel like it's one of those things that can be counteracted pretty easily on a kickoff. Like if you know someone's going for a musty kickoff, you know what to do against it. Do you? S- yeah, you just position your car a little differently. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, oh. you know, just a bitty, 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 boom, bitty, and you're there. Yeah, and you stop you just it. move your car to the right. <laughs> wow okay um, so i i would i would lean towards wave dash on this one i'm not sure what you're thinking though 
no, I, uh, if I had to like, if I had to choose, so right now, if, if we, so just for context peeps, we didn't give any criteria as to what influential means. We didn't talk, we didn't break that down. We have no, yeah. Jared's deciding based on what he decides on. I'm deciding based on what I decide on. When I think influential, I think has changed the scene for the better or worse mm-hmm. or whatever that may be. Like they had influenced the scene. Um, and so the musty kickoff sent some waves we haven't seen the full ripple like in the ocean yet like we haven't seen it come will it maybe but right now i think it's much safer to say that the wave dash has been more influential as a mechanic in the game because i even if i just pick my own story right of, of me being like ah, i won't be used that's fine and then i'm like oh wow i like super super need to learn this to be relevant to this game and has become one of the main reasons that people will ever be like wow like you recover fast i'm like oh, i just wave dash then do anything yeah. else just wave dash so, <laughs> uh, and it's one of those ones yeah, that's so, just gonna stick or like no one let's can stick around forever you got it. So. so I agree. Wave dash, taking the dub, Boom. moving on. All right, Jer, where do you want? Where are we going? Top right. And for context, our pros uh, also picked wave dash. Uh, so our top pros. right, uh, our pros. The flip reset versus the doomsy dish. Another very, very Ooh. difficult matchup, uh, in my opinion, at least. Uh, I think most of our next ones will be quite difficult. Yeah. Um, it doesn't get any easier from here on out. So, all right, Jer. Uh, so the flip reset, uh, another, uh, this is another new versus old, truthfully flip reset. I, I hate to say that it's new cause it's kind of not anymore, but it is still pretty new compared to a lot of the mechanics on this list. So, um, the flip reset freestylers, uh, two ish years ago found out. Um, and I believe first time I saw it and first time I saw popularized was in a Jazer video that what you could do is that if a car was in the air, so let's say I had Jer flying in the air, I could land my wheels on Jer's car and then I could keep flying away and if i pressed my jump button again i actually would have another flip while in the air so you basically could create technically unlimited flips if you're able to keep enough boost and and so on like you you could flip forever provided you keep getting your wheels to touch something to get another flip added because as we all know you get one jump and then one flip that flip has to be used 1.5 seconds uh, or 1.25 i can't remember um seconds after that first jump this flip reset changed that so this flip reset what had happened was players were like oh wow we've seen people do it on a car you can actually do it on a ball as well if you let the ball land dead in the center of your vehicle therefore it quote touches all four wheels which obviously if you were to actually watch it it doesn't touch any of the wheels but just the physics and the hitbox (laughs) of the ball and car do um and it actually gives you another flip so we have now seen the world record i think gainer's world record i think it's nine or eleven it's around it's in that area right now of so he takes two jumps technically off the wall and then gets nine or eleven somewhere in that area someone i'm sure will correct me we get we got corrected on like eight things after our last episode. <laughs> so I'm sure it'll happen again. Um, and he hit at like, let's say 11 for the benefit of the doubt, flip resets uh, all the way through. So he technically had 13 jumps in one aerial, um, which is crazy. And, and so that, that was a huge thing. Uh, again, I gave away too much context. The doomsday dish, uh, an un, a lesser known quote mechanic, but a, I use it often. Like I say, I rarely yeah. have a play session where I don't use it in some capacity. Um, so how it works is the if you are uh, on offense and the ball is rolling on their backboard on basically either side of the post. So it's not higher than the crossbar, but it's either side of the post rolling towards the net. Um, generally, at most lower ranks, you're just trying to pass the ball. That's how it works. You're just trying to pass the ball, roll it along the corner, up the wall, get it to the middle so a teammate can hit that ball. But what if, hold on, what if? <gasps> you could hit the ball as well. Oh, uh, so, so how it works is uh, as you, if you're following in behind the ball and you take it up against their backboard, 
lower, like I said, lower than crossbar towards the post. If you then hit the ball so it goes in front of their net and it's it's openly waiting in front of the net, and then jump off the wall to get around the ball while boosting to then flip back into it, you basically do this little like swoop around the ball to then hit it into the net. So um, very hard to describe without seeing. I'm sure most people probably can pick up what I'm putting down if they're even remotely a Rocket League player can understand what I'm saying. Um, it is used often at all ranks, uh, most ranks, not all ranks. Um, and yeah, Jer, commentary. What do you think? It's a hard uh, one. Yeah, it is a hard one. I would. It's it's almost like a a situational mechanic in the doom in the doomsday dish versus mm-hmm. a mechanic that can be used whenever and wherever but it's way harder to do but it's way harder to do and the one thing i wanted to point out is i would say at the pro scene or at like high gc level doomsday dishes happen a lot less because there's out there's usually a person defending the backboard so you don't get the opportunity or the time to use a doomsday Mm -hmm. dish unless unless like obviously situational where maybe there's there's you know the guy's stuck on the far side of the of the net, and you see that opportunity. But yep. most of the time in high level threes, there's going to be someone on the backboard defending the backboard for a backboard pass or a doomsday dish or something of that sort. Whereas a flip reset is now being popularized in the pro scene in high level GC. I mean, even in, you see them, you see them literally in anywhere in champ nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love getting triple flip resetted by C1s. Makes me yeah, feel really good everything. about myself. <laughs> um, but it's Watching a lot... the people I coach hit more flip resets than I do just feels oh, so good. <laughs> it's great. It's it's these these guys, they, they can't play any defense, but they're just clipping on you. <laughs> hey, hey, don't chirp my coaches. Not, no, your coaches obviously know how to play defense. They're coached by you. It's true. I hope they do. <laughs> You're literally the defense king. Thank you. Um, cool. All right. Uh, anything else? Um, it, yeah, I guess in terms of flip reset, it's versatile where you can just go for a normal flip reset. Obviously, now we're trying. We're, now we're starting to see some pros, uh, Justin more, going for double flip resets or stuff like that. Or you can go from a flip reset into even like a a bump or mm-hmm. you know a backboard shot. So it's a lot more versatile, a lot more commonly used. I would say nowadays. So yeah, yeah. I think my, where I land is, is is tough for me because I still think the Doomsday Dish is one of the most influential mechanics that we've had in a while. Mm-hmm. Particularly, the reason I will say that is because of how I how I described it. So in when I was learning to play Rocket League, even before RLCS and everything else, it was I remember very vividly to to quote past your teammates. It was just hit the ball really hard into the corner because the corners will loop around and roll in front, and then you can score. And yeah. so the 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 idea that someone can follow that and score on their own opened way more possibilities it literally invented front post defense right being able mm-hmm. to actually rush that front post so that opportunity isn't there like like that is half the reason that was invented in the first place and in i would say up until like probably season three season four it was an incredibly incredibly used uh yeah. mechanic right like it was super super influential so i give it a good almost like like year and a half to two years that it was incredibly relevant to the game the flip reset, everything you said is completely correct. I literally have absolutely zero debate. Um, and I, I cannot agree enough with knowing that it is, I think, currently the most versatile mechanic that is in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be used on defense. It can be used on offense. It can be used in midfield. It can be used for bumps. It can be used for passes. It can be used for backboard reads. It can be used for shooting. It can be used for fakes. Like It can be used for <laughs> literally 
everything yeah. that you could think of in the game um and has taken the game by storm in the last season and a half uh so what started as i, I referenced gainer gainer hitting all these these flip resets and people are like eh, like good for you man you're a diamond player kind of thing and like moving yep. on and then now you get justin going for double resets in rlcs uh is it, it shows that, that that influence so i still um, remember even myself like i i used to say when i saw people going for flip resets i used to say man that 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 that, that looks nice but yeah, you're so that's dumb. Not, that's, Good touch, that's not, man. That's not going to be used in 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 <laughs> yeah. high level play or anything like that. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I ate my words on that. <laughs> so that brings me back to it, and uh, is that I think the Doomsday Dish. If we go back to our our how we talked about the musty kickoff versus the wave dash, mm-hmm. I think the Doomsday Dish is the wave dash in this situation. That it has a much longer standing history. It was influential for much longer. Um, but we don't know that what the peak of flip resetting is going to look like moving forward because it still is getting better every single game. Hell, man, yeah. last week, did we not just watch Godsmilla hit a flip reset against yeah. Renovi's Halidi <laughs> with a bump into K-Dop for a pool shot goal to for literally the quote like the lowest ranked EU team to beat the like previous world champions from EU? Yeah. Like, it, it, it clearly is massively influential, so th- there is something to be said there. Where's that put you? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking back to Doomsday Dish as well, where I I vividly remember my first Doomsday Dish. Mm-hmm. And How good did that feel? I, it felt so good. Like that it was, was that was one of the smoothest I think I've ever felt in this game. I oh yeah, agree. I, re- I remember my Doomsday, my first Doomsday Dish. Yep. and it was and I also horrible. remember I also remember getting Doomsday Dished on, and I was like, yep. holy shit! I actually yeah. have to jump <laughs> in the air and get to this ball before them now, instead of just waiting for it to come to me. Yeah. So, oh man, this is tough. I can see it yeah. both ways. Um, I, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I, even with that, that big speech, which somehow I love that I'm, I might be changing your mind, um, with the doomsday dish, I think it was massively influential. I, mm-hmm. I still think the flippery set will continue to be the most influential Cause I think currently it's the most influential mechanic in the game. Yeah. That's not what we're doing right now. We're talking about the most influential mechanic, but with that, I think it still has many seasons to go. Whereas the yep. ceiling shot has already been learned to be defended and so on. The flip reset, like as of right now, the only good defense is just rushing the player, hoping you can beat them to the flip reset. But the second they get it, you're you're shit out of luck. Like, like if they are a good player, they will win. Yeah. Uh, and so that to me is what makes that the most influential mechanic between these two is that it not only it has done what the it has beat the musty kickoff what we talked about before where like oh it could be really good and could be really big it's already proven it is because it's being used at the pro level at such a capacity and it still has ways to go in my opinion like ways 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 to go whereas like and we'll get to it we'll talk about the ceiling shot but like if we talk about the ceiling shot in terms of like squishy's method against method in in season four five five Five, um And like that was like the only way a ceiling shot was used kind of thing was just offensive. Like, can you shoot? Because it'll it'll beat a player. And now it's like used all the time on defense and all around. I think yeah. the flip reset is already there as well, right? And faster. So um that's that's what leads me towards the flip reset. And I, I know yeah. a lot of OG players are probably gonna hate me for that. I kinda hate myself for it. Um <laughs> uh, because I love the Doomsday Dish. So Jerry, you, I'm sure you can hear it in Jerry and I's voice by now of like we love, love, love this oh, mechanic. I still it, use yeah. it when I can. Like but it's uh I, I think the flip reset outshadows it right now for me. Yeah, no. I, I think I'm with you too. I think okay. flip reset has the chance to become the most influential the mechanic, mechanic yeah. ever. Yep. I agree. Um, All right, flip reset, taking the dub. Yep. Flip reset, easy. 
Boom. Easy clap. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. Um, <laughs> another good matchup coming up next. Uh, so I'll, I'll remind everyone where we're at right now just before we continue on. Uh, so the air dribble versus 180 flick. The air dribble had won. The half flip versus the musty flick. The half flip had won. The turtle flick versus the half volley. The half volley had won. And then the musty kickoff versus the wave dash. The wave dash had won. Um, so, uh, and as of right now, we are still on with our pro picks as well. We have not strayed from our pro picks. Oh, um but this is where this is once we get to that top eight that's where it gets very interesting so yeah we'll see so let's make our way there before we hit the hour mark before we even get there yeah holy uh, shit <laughs> so uh <laughs> the fast kickoff versus the double touch um this is another very very tough matchup in my opinion so the fast kickoff uh is basically a it can be done a multiple excuse me, types of ways. Um, but all it involves is uh, similar to what I talked about with the musty kickoff, but just slightly less advanced. It involves a diagonal flip with the ability to direct your car in a way that you're having as much boost it towards the ball on the kickoff as possible. So, um, it changed the game from a just two front flicks with a little bit of boost to a incredibly fast diagonal flip that lands you almost directly in front of the ball, or in some cases, literally hitting the ball to then beat the player. We're, we're kind of combining both of those of like the Jazier fast kickoff, as well as just like a standard fast kickoff win um, that I think Scrub more popularized in ones. Um, and uh, yeah, so that has, that's how I'd pass there. The double touch. Um in my head, Jared, you can tell me we can make that decision now. Are you including backboard reads in this, or is that different? Because I think we uh, just I think we said that we th- said they were kind of the same, right? Yeah, I, I, I might be wrong. I think the but... same, yeah, kind of. Okay, so a double touch um, is the ability to hit the ball twice in the air before the ball goes into the net. So in this case, we are going to be um, also adding in. Let's say the ball's rolling fast to you in the offensive zone. You pop it to their backboard and then instantly follow up behind it to then tip it down in net. We're also going to be calling that a double touch, despite that not technically being a double touch. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more of just a backboard read. Um, But a a classic double touch could be from the ground, the wall, the ceiling, whatever it may be, um, is the ability to, like, if we think of the most basic double touch there is, the ball is popped high in the slot, so uh, just, like, maybe in between center field and the the offensive net. So in that area, it's popped high. You fly up, you hit the ball so that it hits the backboard intentionally. You're not trying to score to then follow in behind it and hit it again to then score that's a double touch um also very widely used uh, both these mechanics are used several times a game at most at most high level games so uh the, this will be a good one jer start us off right away i'll say i always i always have a hard time picking the kickoffs in all of these matchups just i don't, I don't know why just for some reason because they're only used at, at kickoff, obviously. So you could have as, one in the entire game. Yeah, thing, right? they're straight yeah. away not as versatile. Um, cool. Fast kickoff, though, if you're not using a fast kickoff in high-level gameplay, then you're probably getting beat to the ball on the you're kickoff. You're losing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yep, so already straight away, if you're in high-level gameplay, you have to have that mechanic in your arsenal. Whereas double touch, du- double touch, double touch, double touch, uh, used from whatever like the the lowest of not the lowest of ranks but used from pretty low ranks already and yeah sorry bronzes you're not hitting double i I think it's like i don't think it's low man i think it's like maybe diamond you start actually playing with it really i think so man maybe i've played like i'm playing with some i'm I'm coaching some diamonds right now and they they don't even they think it's wild when i hit like a short double touch kind of yeah they lose their mind fair enough so it's high, it's semi high level, I guess. I think it's like high diamond. It's not even yeah. semi, man. That, that's top like ten to fifty percent of the game. That's high level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You, 
go okay. go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah. So the fast kickoff, completely agree. It, there's a very, very good chance you could only use it once in an entire game. Uh, and even that, if you're playing a team game, there's a good chance you'll never use it because you're not on kickoffs. Because yeah. um, that's just how the game rolls. Uh, a double touch, what's different there is similar versatility um so i think i hit more double touches purposely in my own defensive end than not where if i'm on my own backboard I, and the ball is up above the net i'll boom it to the sidewall you know what i mean and then double touch it out of the end to try and beat yep. the, the the attacker works phenomenally i would say maybe one in every like 30 times i do it do i actually get stopped if you get a good one um it is a great way to solo your way out of a, a hard situation um it is a phenomenal way to beat defenders uh it is a it's what the whole point is that you're intentionally making someone if it's if you shoot close to the net you're intentionally making the goalie waste their boost thinking the shot might be on net to then follow it and tap it in yourselves. We tend to see it at least one or two per series in the RLCS. Um, easily, maybe even a one per game, you could almost make the argument for on average. Um, similarly, though, there's a lot of scoring in high-level Rocket League, meaning there's a lot of kickoffs in high-level Rocket League. And at the highest level kickoffs are more important than anywhere right of that like these teams have to very very intentionally place every kickoff so that they can start control and we literally i'll reference again the flip reset from godsmilla for singularity beating like Renault vitality it's this and if you watch the kickoff he doesn't uh whoever i think it was though took the, the kickoff the intent he does not jump at the end of that kickoff and the ball pops perfectly up from the kickoff and then godsmilla can go for a flip reset and beat Renault vitality so it show and i know we're not talking about that kind of kickoff but it shows the ability to use a kickoff in a versatile way right more than just anything so um that is where i think the fast kickoff does have some value of that similarly it's it's an early mechanic a lot of people learn um it's a great way just to get good at ones quick so you're not losing every single kickoff if you can just have a consistent fast kickoff like you'll you won't get destroyed in ones that's all that matters right uh and and it goes from there so yeah that's kind of where my head goes with it yeah the the other thing i would say about a double touch is when it's used on offense at at the highest level now it's almost rendered useless because of the backboard defense that we're not backboard seeing. Backboard defense in, has destroyed double touches. It's I destroyed agree. double touches. Double touches used to be one of the most hype things to watch in the RLCS like a few seasons ago when backboard the Devo. defense was... <laughs> yeah, the Devo double touch. Yeah. He uh, he popularized it and no one really played backboard defense and they yeah. started playing it because of him. Yep. So, but the fact that we're talking about double touches in the sense of you can be using it in a defensive way where you're, use, where you're booming it to the wall, following it up, getting a second touch to relieve all the pressure on the defensive end. I think that adds a lot to it because we see that all the time in pro play too, where that immediately relieves all the pressure that people are in and gives them a chance to sort of grab boost again and recover. So that's a tough one again. (laughs) All right. Take your pick. I'm leaning towards double touch just because of the versatility. You still see some offensive double touches working out in RLCS and you're seeing like I have probably five, five at least defensive double touches being used a game in our LCS yeah. and at that high level. So I would lean towards double touch. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I think for me, what, what leans me the most to double touch is I agree. My main thing holding me back was backboard defense now that it is, it yeah. became what the air dribble was for a little while where like nobody wanted air dribble anymore because people are like, it's the easiest thing in the world to defend, but then people just got better at it, right? Um, it was the exact same for double touches. People in are just more selective with double touches, which I appreciate because they know if they just quote, go for one, they're just passing the ball away if there's someone on the backboard, but we almost rarely see a just direct shot on net from anywhere outside the slot. Now, instead, it's that if it's a one-on-one, they're going for either a, a gorgeous flick if the, def- if the defender's too far back or if the defender rushes early, they're just going for an easy double touch. So just intentionally miss, follow it up, and tap it in. So um, I, I that is where I think I lean back towards double touch is that it's yep. still 
Rose versatility that people have adapted with it just to keep it in the game. Like, there's a reason we're still talking about it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Double touch takes the cake. Double touch it is. Two more round of 16s to go through. Take your pick. Uh, let's just start at the top. Scott. All right. The ceiling shot versus the air dribble bump. Uh, so the ceiling shot is uh, exactly what it sounds like. Uh, it was, it, uh, truthfully, I, I actively think Jazer or someone on that team invented it. Like that was the first place I ever, ever saw it. I watched a lot of clips um, and I saw it probably a, like almost a year, if not longer, before it was used in the pro scene. Um, to the point that it was called the Tarzan. I don't know if you remember that. I don't uh, remember that at all. <laughs> it, it, so at the first it was called the Tarzan. Like, like I, I was actively, like, I remember when I was playing, uh, I was playing in ESL at the time, actually. Um, and I, I think I hit one in a game that we were, like, blowing up the team. So I was just going for whatever I could. And it was the first ceiling shot I ever hit. And I, and my entire team was like, the Tarzan! He hit the Tarzan! Like, it's wild! And it's the wild Tarzan. to think back to that now. Of like, like that, that's a, it's kind of a, it's half and half. I think it's kind of a cool name, but it's also a very stupid name. So Yeah, very. Um, the, the reason, the reason they called it a Tarzan, just for context, is so how it works, folks, is... It can be set up in many, many different ways, but it's the same premise as the flip reset. So people found freestylers specifically found out that if you got in the air without using that first jump, your second flip, or technically your first jump in this case, because you didn't use uh, uh, the jump in the first place, um, it lasts forever. So you can use it at whatever time you want to. And they very quickly saw that it just looks cool as, as like cool as hell to be able to go downfield and hit like hit bombs on net. Um, so I think it was who popularized it. Uh, the reason it's called the Tarzan is because how it was initially set up was the same way you'd set up an air dribble off the wall. So you'd roll the ball up the wall, you'd hit it, but instead of jumping with the ball to then stay with it an air dribble, you fly up to the ceiling, get your flip so that you have that uh, unlimited flip, and then stay with the ball to then flip into it and take your shot. The reason they call that a Tarzan is because it looks like when you fall off the ceiling, it looks almost like you're on a rope swinging in under the ball and then hitting the ball. Like it actually does fit kind of well. Yeah, um, yeah. Of the little swoop that ceiling shots have. So, um, but yeah, so that's where it came from. And then it was popularized in the pro level by Squishy Muffins. Uh, he was the first player to hit it in a competitive game. I don't even know if you know this, but it was in a it was in a major tournament in the off season of season four and five um, that he had hit one. It was a doubles major tournament. I don't remember what which one it was. It wasn't the NBC Universal for that case, but um, I've seen the clip. I was not watching the tournament, but I've seen the clip and they're like oh my god like what was that kind of thing like they didn't even know what to call it yeah. the casters which is really cool um and then uh the where fully fully hit its full-fledged fandom was in i think it was game five or six i think i don't think it was game seven of method versus cloud nine losers semis i yep. believe no losers uh, finals Losers finals, cool. Losers yep. finals, um, and Squishy after them being down, Cloudnum was down, and they immediately following the kickoff. Squishy did exactly what I described. He went up the wall with the ball, hit it off, went up to the ceiling. But what changed it, the game for it, was that he faked at first because method had read the defense the, the ceiling shot perfectly they knew that when he was going to flip and go for it he faked flew back under the ball to then hit it and not only beat the flying defender but beat the goalie still one of the best goals in our lcs history hands down um i think it's it's hard to take away from that one yeah. uh, and so um yeah that's the big one that was long-winded ceiling shot has a long history i'm sure you can tell maybe where i'm leaning at this point uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the air, the the air dribble bump uh also quote relatively new like relatively is what i'm saying it's last year or so um is going from an air dribble which we've already talked about but then purposely leaving the ball as it's already going on net and then using the rest of your boost to fly into the defender demo them or bump them out of the net um otherwise actually called the unstoppable or unsavable shot uh, is what it's been described 
as because no, it does not matter how good of a goalie you are because you you are unable to put your body in the way of the ball because if you choose to not put your body in the way of the ball, then it's just going to go in. But if you put your body in front of the ball, you're going to get hit. So there there is literally no way to stop it if it is done properly, which is pretty cool. I think it's mm-hmm. currently the only shot in the game that that is actually possible. Um, it does not matter. I could be playing squishy muffins for that case. And if I was able to pull off, he would not be able to save my shot. So, um, Jer, start us off again. Uh, yeah, so if I'm looking at pure influential, um, <clears throat> the ceiling shot True. is one of the one of the most influential <laughs> one of the inf- most influential. Didn't even notice I set that up that badly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I set that up like, real badly. Even um, if you were the most unbiased human on the planet and knew nothing about it, you'd probably be like, "Oh, so it's the ceiling shot," based on yeah. how I described it. <laughs> yeah. So this one I think is going to be a pretty easy one to to move on, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I can argue for the air dribble bump because I will say the air dribble bump now is probably a more useful. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say more useful, but it it's it's used a lot. Like it is. It used is used a lot. a lot, and if it's used correctly, it's a lot more useful than a ceiling shot. I agree completely. Because completely. now a ceiling shot is it's readable. It, people know it's kind readable. Of what to yeah. do with it, right? You people put used and... to not be able to read it at all, but now people know how to read it. And you send one defender to the ball to make sure that he yeah. flicks, and if he doesn't, you have a goalie in net. Like that's kind of the whole point. So yeah. All so right. and uh, whereas air dribble bump, actually, I think uh, as long as you're not in a as like if you're in a one v one, then air dribble bump is your that like it's a go-to move it's please don't steal a shot in a 1v1 yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no i agree i agree and i think the problem with the air dribble bump for me is it's too situational um yeah. of a, like yes you're creating your own situation like like you're the one who starts the air dribble into the bump and makes all that decision making like it's not just that it has to fall in your lap but you could be bumped while you're air dribbling if someone actually challenges you while you're air dribbling you i guarantee your head is not going to go to oh, i'm going to bump this it's going to be like how can i beat this person challenging me yeah. so it, it is very 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 much a one versus one situation which only covers a very very small part of the population and basically none of the population at the, at the actual competitive and professional level so yeah. um I, i'm with you there so ceiling shot takes for me i know i already set that up and kind of spoiled that but cool any closing remarks on that one no closing remarks none well, uh, <laughs> bye bye dribble bump keep it moving <laughs> um, i will say uh that was the most debated matchup of our professionals uh actually picking uh, really uh, we had two people of the five pick air dribble bump uh wow. in that case. yeah which i was shocked at so yeah, no um i but three of the f- of the five pick ceiling shots so that that is the way that it ended up going nice um, all right, last round of 16, uh, and then we're moving on into our quarterfinals. Uh, so we have the uh, flip cancel versus the breezy flick. Uh, the flip cancel uh, is uh, very simple. It is the idea of uh, when you shoot uh, or you are, I talked about it in terms of the half flip, but when you're shooting, instead of letting your car flip all the way through, you're slamming your joystick to the other end to basically stop your, uh, your flip. Uh, again, popularized because it looks cool, does actually have functionality in the game. I don't even know if you know this, Jer. I will, wouldn't be surprised if you didn't. A lot of people don't. Um, but the reason that flip cancels actually are quite functional is because what it does is your car, uh, if you flip at any point in the game, your car will always stay level. It will not move up or down. It has to stay at the exact same height on the field, regardless of where you flip. That's why if you ever see someone like ceiling shot, their car just stops moving down the second that they flip. In this case, when you flip cancel, it's the same premise. So what's happening is if I, if the ball is in front of me, I aerial up and I go to flick into it. 
if I flip front flip, my car's nose is going to be going down to hit the ball. And by the time I hit the ball, it's still going to be moving down. So it's going to send the ball a little more down in that direction based on where I hit it. If you flip cancel, your car stays at the height the, the entire time at the exact same height. And it's still generating the same power that a front flip would. And some people argue more. I don't think that's true. I just think that's a, that's a placebo. Um, yeah. But uh, so it allows you to actually get over top of the ball a little better and can help people who are prone to like always skying the ball over the crossbar or banging over the net. So that was why functionally the flip cancel has come in a little more into practice. It is literally the only way I shoot. If I'm ever lining up a banger, I always flip cancel um, more just from habit now than not. Um, and yeah, so the breezy flick. Again, a really pretty new mechanic, not used often. Um, Jer, have you ever, have you ever even tried a breezy flick? I think I have tried a breezy flick. Not very wow, okay, it, but... good for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the breezy flick, I'm not going to explain the mechanics of it. Um, this was the one that I definitely wanted to show a highlight for because it is incredibly hard to verbally explain the mechanics for. Um, but it basically revol uh, revolves around you being able to pop the ball again, as most flicks do start. Um, but what you're doing is you're actually f in a twisting like almost tornado spin rotating you're flicking your car kind of upside down under the ball to then move into a flick so you're actually leaving from under the ball going a bit to the side of it while rotating to then come back under it but when you come back under it you're now upside down so when you flick you can pop the ball a little higher it is i think the most advanced mechanic on this list um in terms of mechanics i think it's probably the hardest to do on this list um probably between that and the musty kickoff are probably the two hardest in my opinion um and the breezy flick is not even something i've really tried uh, like I, I that's a lie i try it all the time i haven't put the actual effort into like learning it, the mechanics i literally my quote trying has just been me seeing people do it and then trying to replicate it like i haven't watched a video on like what button inputs to do or like what to where how to go about it um but is an incredibly incredibly effective flick for beating a defender because it is so wild to watch as a defender and very very hard to track um and now we're we're recently actually when i was watching some gift your game clips we're now moving into an area where people are breezy flicking but instead of coming back onto the ball they're actually move, turning it into a sideways musty flick as well so we're seeing some like massive adaptations of it right now which is pretty cool so those are our two what do you got Jer? yeah so the breezy flick i would have put in a similar category to the other flicks, unfortunately. <laughs> um, a little foreshadowing already where I kind of stand. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that you have to have a lot of time to pull off. You have The defender has to be giving you a ton of respect in order to, for you to even get the chance. And you have to be in a one-on-one. -on -one. So very situational. Um, not even pros use it a lot. Like I haven't, I don't think I've I don't really think I've seen it in RLCS yet. It. No, I don't think I've seen it in RLCS. Um, whereas flip cancels, you see them all the time. Like as Combo said, he literally doesn't take a shot without flip canceling, and I'm almost the same now. Like I've been just drilling into my head to just do flip cancels whenever, just because it looks cool. It doesn't. No, literally, no other reason <laughs> that it looks cool. <laughs> there's, I just there's a couple the functionality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's there's a couple like instances where flip canceling is definitely the way to go. Um, just in terms of you need to get uh, on like that side of the ball or whatever, because you, your aerial was a little bit off. Um, but yeah, I'm leaning towards uh, flip cancel. I want to hear your thoughts though. I think the breezy flick is a better mechanic than the flip cancel. I think you will score more goals with the breezy flick than you will with the flip cancel. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, if you could do both to the best of anyone's ability, you will score way more goals with breezy flick than you will yeah. with the flip cancel. And I think that's yep. something important to keep in mind. That's true. Where it loses me 
is the title of this episode of the most influential. I know (laughs) of that. The flip cancel is something that is used by literally all players. Like, okay, that's a lot. 90% of players diamonded up, maybe even up. Like it, it is used widely on the scene. Incredibly, incredibly widely. The breezy flick is used by an incredibly exclusive group is the breezy freestylers. More or less. And so there is no influencing there at all. Like it is yeah. not an influential mechanic. Um, so if I had to pick the the best flick of all of what we've talked about, it's the Breezy Flick 10 times out of 10 for me, mm-hmm. at least. Um, but that could be debated. Like the Musty Flick is awesome. The 180 Flick is awesome. Turtle Flick is questionable. Uh, but, but the Breezy Flick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poor Turtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, is cool. Uh, it's just not influential. So I, I agree there. I, I set the flip cancel in that case. Yeah. I, I honestly think our best flick on this list is the musty flick because it has been used in the high. It's level, influential. Level I agree there. It's, it's so in terms of our, yeah, in terms of our criteria, it's definitely influential. Yeah. All right, Jer, we got our top eight. Um, so no, we don't have to explain see. them again. Oh, it's going to go. That's so exactly. You got it. So I'm not explaining them anymore. So, yeah. um, so the ceiling shot will be facing off against the flip cancel, uh, a mid, like a, so I'm going to talk timelines now. So like midway through the scene, learn ceiling shot to like, about a quarter way into the scene, uh, learned flip cancel. Like wasn't an instant mechanic, but was pretty early. Um, the wave dash and the half volley, both incredibly Ooh. early mechanics uh, that started. The air dribble and the half flip, both incredibly early mechanics that started. Specifically, the air dribble is the oldest mechanic on this list because it was one of the main used mechanics in SARP, um, supersonic acrobatic ah, yes. power battle cars. So it is incredibly old and well used. And then finally, our last matchup in the quarterfinals is the flip reset versus the double touch, um, the newest versus one of the oldest ways to score in the air. Uh, so, which will be also very exciting to talk about. So, where are we starting here? Uh, let's start with... I will also say, currently our top eight match our total scores from our pros across the board. Nice. So we're not idiots. <laughs> let's or start everyone with... here. Oh, the people I picked are idiots, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's start bottom left. Wave dash versus half volley. Let's go old Wave school dash versus old school. Cool. All right, I'm this into This is going to be a tough-ass um, matchup. So I'll just do super, super quick reminders just in case someone is new to Rocket League and wants to hear it. The wave dash is the ability to not flip, but to just land on the ground while getting the same speed that a flip is. A half volley is hitting the ball while it's coming up with upwards momentum to generate more power than you can with any other touch in the game. Um, Jer, talk. (laughs) I don't even know where to start, man. Wave dash. Tell me about it. Uh, Wave dash. (laughs) Recovery tactic. Um, Used to gain speed. Hmm. Half volley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how to even compare these two because I use l- both of them literally forty times a game. It's true. Oh, this is so tough. I don't, I don't know. I, so, I, like I need you okay, to so, convince so I'll me. Jump, I'll jump no, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> sure. uh, so uh, the the half volley. Uh, definitely has found its use across the board. It is something that is talked about almost never, though, is what I was going to add. Um, mm-hmm. when people never talk about half volleys. And so the reason, though, is this is what you have to balance. Do people never talk about it because it's not that, quote, influential, but it's just important? Or do people not talk about it because it's that influential that they assume everybody needs to do it and knows it needs to know how to do it? The wave yeah. dash came later but has been talked about a lot, not nearly as much recently, but I will say still is used and adapted in new ways all the time. Uh, So what started as just a recovery mechanic 
turned into a way to actually shoot. Uh, and yep. so people would wave dash into the ball to get a quick pop, which then turned it away to catch the ball. So the area, have you seen the wave dash like into a flick kind of thing of like where they yeah, pop yeah. it and then wave dash back under it? We've seen mechanics done like that. All the way now to something we didn't even put on this list because I didn't want to include it because it's horrid. Um, the ceiling shuffle, the ability to walk all the way down field on the ceiling. Have you seen that, Jared, that freestyle yeah, is used? Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, depends on wave dashes. Um, so there, there's a lot more adaptability there. And then that is compared to the, the thing of the half volley that it is probably the least talked about mechanic that we have currently on this list. But in terms of just number of times used, I would say easily the most used. Mm-hmm. My, my, where I have trouble with the half volley is that I almost have a hard time even describing it as a mechanic, Mm. right? Just because it is used by everybody. Mm. So I kind of, I lean towards wave dash just because of the versatility, but then I also think back to half volley where you can use it when you're on your backboard and to, to boom it off the, like Mm -hmm. you see that in every pro game to to get some time for their team you use you see it in high level rocket league and ranked all the time so uh i i honestly i I think i'm giving the edge to half volley now (laughs) i talked myself into it i think i'm giving the edge to half volley i think i am chair okay um i'm not gonna lie buddy i thought i was gonna be the devil's advocate because i was also leading half volley really 100 percent. and coming from like what i consider myself the king of wave dashes uh, it is i'm the king of wave dashes but no you're not stop anytime i see (laughs) jay recovering he's like hold on give me a second and i look back and he's on his hood um no so so what what did it for me is is the the t- amount of times that it's used every game mm-hmm. and what i picture the way i kind of figure this out in terms of influential is would we still have incredibly high level rocket league without wave dashes i think yes truthfully um i i don't think they they pushed the scene to any bigger limits it added a bit of speed would we mm-hmm. still have the same level of high level rocket league without the half volley i don't think so um i i think that there would not not be nearly as hard touches if people couldn't figure this out somehow uh, on how to do a half volley if, if it was always these softer touches there wouldn't be boomers there wouldn't be the cross field like absolute cannons down to somebody already waiting on the backboard like it just would not happen nearly as much and um over time people are finding like i had talked about in the first round people have found ways to almost use people's knowledge of the half volley against them to shake up timings to then not half volley which i would still place under the threshold of a half volley almost because it's it's playing on that that mindset right so um where i i the only thing that would pull me back to wave dash is is the question of is half volley a true mechanic um yeah that'd be the only thing that would pull me back but i do think between the two that the half volley is, is far more influential to me yeah I think we're in agreement. I think we are in agreement. I, I wow. really thought you were going with wave dash on that one. I'm going to be honest. I thought I was going to have to convince you. Um, <laughs> I fucking love wave dashing too. Like I wave dash way more incredible. than I should. I hate that it's cut <laughs> in the second round. It breaks my heart that it's already cut. I know. But, That's a but tough I, matchup, man. I, I do think the half volley is more important to me. Yeah. Um. Okay. All right. Where are we going? And just so you know, we we agreed with the pro picks. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. I'm kidding. We didn't. <laughs> wave dash. All, literally everybody picked Oh, no way. Really? <laughs> everybody picked wave dash. <laughs> Well, fuck those guys, am I right? <laughs> uh, let's go bottom right. Air dribble bottom versus right. half flip. 
air dribble versus half flip. As our quick reminder, air dribble is the ability to dribble the ball in the air. Uh, so to get a lot of very <laughs> slow, <laughs> short touches, keep the ball close to you while flying in the air and airling. The half flip is the ability to turn um, backwards while doing a flip cancel, the works, everything I had explained, but it's the ability to quickly turn backwards so you're not having to back flip or drive backwards or three-point turn or drift or whatever that may be. So um, it's, the, it's the fastest way to spin yourself around and get to speed in this game. Start us off, Jerry. I want you to start us off this time, Combo. I'm the host, man. I picked these things. I've started everyone uh, off. You're starting yeah. this one off. Okay. Huh. Um, so the when I think about these two mechanics, I think, again, about versatility. That tends to be a big thing in terms of my influential uh, choices. Um, the air dribble, incredibly versatile for uh, defense, offense, the literally even passing like we see it at the freestyling level of like air dribbling into someone who's also flying up like like you see it there um so it has influenced both the competitive the freestyling the casual the works the, the all the scenes the half flip though is literally class one uh for most new rocket league players it's the first like where the thing that i love so much about rocket league is that you have to basically teach players how like, you can only teach players how to press the buttons and in most games that's the works you just teach them how to press the buttons and they learn the meta not the mechanics as much right whereas in rocket league it's a like no no there's no button to half flip there's no in-game tip on how to half flip it's a like no no you're gonna learn how to jump once backflip, stop that flip midway through use your air roll button to then spin around to then land on your feet and start boosting again and it, it's this fully immersive like that was the first thing that i think most players can learn now where to me at least this then feels like a sport right rather than a, a video game where it's like you can't in hockey you can't press a button and wrist shot you have to learn how to actually move your forearms move your shoulders move your hips to get a good powerful wrist shot off right and i think that's so that's yep. where the half flip became important for me so yeah yeah so where i'm at is if i'm looking at most influential mechanic the half flip is one of those things that you learn and you don't really evolve it you there's only really one use for the half flip where when I'm looking at the air dribble, the air dribble is something where you, like you said, you can use it on offense. You can use it on defense. You can use it to pass. Uh, you can use it anywhere on the field, which makes it a lot more versatile. And in my opinion, a lot more influential because it's one of those things that it's going to like, it's, it's kept evolving since it's introduction to rocket league. Mm-hmm. and it's going to keep evolving, I think, just because of... You look at all the other mechanics on this list, like, not all of them, but, like, some of the other mechanics on this list, you can use after you've done an air dribble. Like, you, you, you can okay. use a flip reset after you've after you've started an air dribble. You can, you, you can do a double touch after you've started an air dribble. You can do a flip cancel. Well, I guess less a flip cancel, but... Uh, you need a flip reset into a flip cancel. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, that's... But, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stand. So then then do you think you're downplaying history in terms of how influential the half flip was to the game when it came in? Because it incredibly changed the speed yeah. of the recovery game. No, for sure. I Yeah, I know. That's the tough part. I agree with that. But my my thing is, the evolution of it is, you learn your half flip and you've learned it. Like, you know how to, you, you, you can recover, you can do all your stuff with the half flip. You're not evolving the half flip into anything else, really. Which is kind of why I lean towards air dribble. Even though when you learn the car control for a half flip, that can also come into play if you get bumped and you can teach yourself how to yeah. f- like to cancel the flip to then land. And, and I would consider that more of a half flip than a flip cancel. Um, or the like when you're off the ceiling, like that can be a way to get closer to the ball quicker if you're backwards or like little things like that 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 are important for the half flip that can still go other ways, but maybe just not as much as they are. Yeah. 
you're not you're not convincing me, but I see okay, your point. Cool. Okay, cool. I like it. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um all right. I will I will agree with you on the basis of of uh the ability to change an air dribble in, and chain an air dribble into more. Whereas yeah. the half flip it can be chained into something like a shot or something, but in, in reality, it's it's just a quicker way to get to that point. Whereas an yep. air dribble is a creative, be- truthfully beautiful um, way to do so, right? Like like when I see those videos of guys who can keep the ball up for like literal hundreds of seconds while air dribbling, it is actually like it looks like ballet to me. Like it it is actually mm-hmm. gorgeous. Um, something I will never achieve and like don't hope to achieve because I don't want to put in that <laughs> amount of time. Um, but is really really cool and and I, I agree that it's the ability to chain it. So I will side with you there. Um, I I wow. will say regardless, I was leaning towards air dribble, but I was okay. trying to see if I could fight it enough for a half flip, specifically to get to the basketball. <laughs> we want or that basketball stage. shot. Yeah, that that was half the reason I was fighting you there. But <laughs> I agree. Air we'll dribble get takes it. the we'll cake. Get on one of these. Um, what do you think? Did our did our pro team in this case take the air dribble or half flip? I think they took air dribble. They did take the air dribble. You got it. Yeah. Um, we only had one half flip choice of the group. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go so. out on a bold statement and say I think the pros that we got. Yeah, chose air dribble as our winner. Wow. Okay. I haven't cool. seen the list, but I think. And, but that's but chose as our so you winner. think air dribble can beat double touch or flip reset, and you think air dribble can beat any of the four that are going to come out there? Or I'm not saying I dribble. think that. Okay. I'm saying right. I think our right. pros right. think right. that. Right. Where are we going uh, next year? Where are we going next? We're going. We're going flip reset versus double touch. Flip reset versus double touch. This is going to be the, one of the hardest, I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I started last time. Jerry, you can start this time. Flip reset and double touch. Just to quickly explain what they are. The flip reset is the ability to catch the ball on the stomach of your car right underneath. And then it gives you another flip to then hit it again. So you can delay it. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, the double touch is the ability to fly up, hit the ball off the backboard or off a wall, and then hit it again, whether that be defense defensively for a clear or offensively for a goal or a pass or whatever that may be. Um, go. So if I'm thinking purely offensively, flip reset wins this. No, no doubt. No shot. Like, Easy cool. move on. Uh, flip reset, obviously a lot more versatile. Uh, you can use it to, you can use it as a fake. You can use it as just a normal flip reset. You can use it to go into a double touch. Um, whereas a double touch, using offensively, like we said before, if you have normal backboard defense, which you should in high level threes, then the double touch is rendered useless. Um, the only way I can see double touch making a case for itself to come out of this matchup is from that use defensively because it is so useful to get a second touch around the defender who's maybe already jumped thinking you're not going to get another touch on the ball. Uh, Then you easily hit it past him and then your team's free, relieved of pressure. So that's... I'm going to call call you out again. Are Are you downgrading history? How long was the double touch king at the pro and competitive level? Double touch was king for a long time. A very long time. Very long like, time. Like, I think longer than most of the mechanics. I think yeah. longer than most of the mechanics in this list. I think the double yep. touch with King offensively went for. Yeah, so, I yeah, I, I'm kind of banking on the future of the flip reset, almost. Ah, okay. So you so to you, most influential it still includes the, the potential influencing so. of, of the seen, flip reset. I think we've seen the potential of it already come to fruition, and I think we're seeing it before our own eyes become even more uh like more used and finding more ways to to use it in game like we're seeing justin go for these double flip resets we're seeing all these pros go for these flip resets into into double touches into fakes Mm -hmm. so i don't know we're seeing it evolve yeah 
so when we started this matchup, the first thing that came to mind, I was like, oh, well, like you can double touch, you can flip reset into a double touch. So clearly a double, like a flip reset is, yeah, is yeah. better kind of thing was the first thing that came, hit my mind. But then literally gift your game's goal of the year was a double touch into a flip reset into another double touch oh, into good. a goal kind of thing. Um, okay. So it can go both ways. So like that instantly yeah. like made, negated my argument of like what I was trying to think of. Um, I, for me, man, like it literally does come down to time. So a double touch has been the absolute king of like was named after a player like uh, like the Devo double touch in OCE uh and, and like it, it is the it was a shot it was a pass it was a defensive move it was everything the flip reset were we're still we still haven't seen it all and I'm yeah. not fully convinced it will reach the stardom okay. that the double touch did is okay. that and I, I, I am, tr- I truthfully came into this thinking flip reset would be my like minimum final two, um, but potential winner. Mm-hmm. But th- if you, if you can, if you truthfully can't look at the the double touch as the the king for at least I would say six RLCS seasons, let alone maybe eight to nine competitive Rocket League seasons of ranked, then I think we're we're overlooking a massive, massive part of this. Um, of, of what the double touch has actually done for the scene and how influential it was. Because it took a a simple game of shooting or not to a like, no, 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 now you can pass off the backboard to your teammates. But no, no, you can actually pass yourself off the backboard. And no, no, you can pass off the sidewall to clear, like you said, defensively for yourself and so on. So I guess for me now it comes into, is it a, do we pick the long mechanic that has long still and still does hold true, like it's still used yeah, significantly in the game, or do we pick the mechanic that can, though, encompass everything that the double touch can do already? The yeah. flip reset can technically encompass almost any argument I make for it at this point, and it still has some to show. So, yeah. What are you leaning towards, buddy? Um, you know, I'm a history major. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So I do value the history of the double touch more. And if, okay. if, if this episode, so this episode is most likely published on February 21st, 2020 um i i can't i do not think i'd be happy if in my head i wouldn't say today the double touch has been more influential to the game of rocket league than the flip reset has Hmm. okay you're doing a decent job of trying to convince me i'll tell you that i'm a salesman man you are a salesman because i I I was leaning towards flip reset, and now I'm firmly back in the middle, and I can't make a decision. <laughs> we, we, we can we can my put it to the pros or the ball, to, you know. Pardon your mind goes to what? Go ahead, no, go ahead. My my mind goes to the flip reset. I have like some of the most hype moments that we've already seen in RLCS have come from flip resets, and I think some of the most hype that we're going to see are going to come from flip resets, which is why, which is why I'm leaning towards that. But do, you want me to pull, think, do you want me to pull on your heartstrings, Jer? Uh, yeah, pull on my heartstrings, baby. Our game, our uh, our game-winning goal against Lachinia, Lanny oh! TS, was combo <laughs> off Jer's Bar. kickoff, hitting a hitting a double touch to beat two defenders, top left corner. Fuck, that's your most hyper moment at Rocket League. You've said it yourself. That is. That is. <laughs> how do I how do I vote against that? <laughs> I, I also have never hit a flip reset in my life, so how do I? Oh vote my god. That? <laughs> Well, I told I, we are mechanically mediocre here. We are mechanically mediocre. Yes. Okay. I haven't done half of these mechanics. So are we putting it to the ball slash the pros? <sighs> Let's put it to the ball. Put it to the ball. Okay. Flip reset. So, that's my choice. 
Okay, so if I hit this, it's double touch. Or, well, plus I'll bring up the pros and we can debate it. Um, and I'll tell you what it is. See you try to hit this shot. Yeah, you can. I'll, you'll know, though. I'll tell you. Oh, okay. I fucking sunk it, Jer. I absolutely <laughs> drained it. Drained it. But, but, and this, I will leave this to you. Did you double touch it off of the backboard? Our, it, it did actually double touch off the nice. backboard. Um, our pros unanimously chose flip reset. Um, did they? They did. So I am okay wow. to go with the pro decision and pass the ball if if that's the case. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, I, I, no, we'll give it to you. You hit the shot. We'll give it to you because I was I was firmly on the fence. Okay. And I, I, I will say I was almost even leaning towards double touch. I just wanted wow. to. Wow. He just wanted the ball. Okay, double touch takes the dub. Double touch takes Fuck the dub. Fuck you, pros. You the all pros suck. suck <laughs> you all suck. Um, and, uh, okay, cool. Then we'll do one more, and then I will, I will share some information with the pros after that. Um, okay. So our last quarter's round, uh, as we hit the minute 30 mark, sorry, hour 30 mark, um, okay. is oh wow uh so the ceiling shot versus the flip cancel jer talk me through it right away my my first thought is that the ceiling shot should easily win this round uh because the ceiling shot kind of birthed i would say the ceiling shot almost birthed the flip reset i agree completely i think the ceiling shot it, oh, I didn't even explain what they are. The ceiling shot coming off the ceiling yeah. when you have an unlimited flip to flip under versus the flip cancel. The flip cancel being the ability to slam your joystick back the other way when you shoot so that keeps your car a bit higher. Looks cool, yeah. but like a little bit of functionality. Um, yeah. Literally going to straight cut you off. The ceiling shot squishy versus method. Yeah. Like that is like that was the goal. That was in the loser's finals. And that was the yep. goal that was in that ad for like the best goals that ever RLCS, right? When they were like doing the, the calls for it. Like yeah, that yeah. goal was in the ad. Squishy. Yeah. If that doesn't influential, then I don't know what does. Yeah. And so I like I love that you brought that up because my head didn't even go there. But not only did I do I think the ceiling shot birthed the flip reset, I think the ceiling shot was the first time that the Rocket League elevated to a higher sport. Right. Yeah. Like no, it agree. was it was it was cars playing soccer that could fly. And then it became a like, no, 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 no. The skill ceiling is disgustingly high. And like, I will not even lie. I thought season five into six was the peak of Rocket League, right? Like I thought mm-hmm. we were there kind of thing. Like I thought there wouldn't be any new mechanics. There wouldn't be anything too crazy. Like that would be it. We've already gotten like several small mechanics. And then the flip resets, man, that came from that. Yeah. And it, it's, it's yeah. the idea of an unlimited flip that birthed that, just like you said. And so like, yeah. I, I in no way, shape or form would I ever say a flip cancel can beat out a ceiling shot there. Yep. So no, I've already got ceiling shot written up in the next <laughs> round. So. <laughs> cool. Okay, so we'll take it. Ceiling shot, short discussion. Um, all right, so our final four uh, is the ceiling shot facing off against the half volley, uh, and then the double touch facing off against the air dribble. Uh, so pretty Ooh, big. Do I think I already want... know what our final is going to be. <laughs> so we are we are two for four on the pro, on the pro choice. Just so you know. Okay. Uh, and so the, the pros final four was the ceiling shot versus the wave dash versus the flip reset versus the air dribble. So we were two for four on the final four. Um, I will and say I will those s- two that we missed wave dash half volley and double touch flip reset are very those tight. Those were the yeah. two toughest. Yeah. Very tight. I think I completely agree. Um, and I will spoil it now. The oh. pros winner by, uh, not unanimous decision was flip reset. Uh, was it okay it was flip reset and, and we have already cut it in the quarters Damn. Uh, so we continue on all right first round jared do you want ceiling shot versus half volley or double touch versus air dribble let's go double touch versus air dribble 
Double touch first air dribble. Okay, double touch as a reminder is hitting the ball twice and scoring, defending, whatever that may be. The air dribble is dribbling in the air. A lot of small touches keeping the ball close to you. Go. <clears throat> All right. Right away, versatility goes to air dribble. Can be used, obviously, defensively, offensively. Can be used anywhere. Um, <clears throat> double touch, honestly, just scraped by for, for us and flipped his head. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't see it making a case against air dribble. I don't know. I like. I feel like we're just going to be repeating ourselves now if we if we start talking mm-hmm. about why it's influential. Um, the one thing I will say, ah, no, I don't want to say that. Never mind. I don't want to no, say go it. Ahead. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, I was I was going to say give that away your perspective already. No, not really. It was just that I was going to say the air dribble is more influential because it's been around for so long but the double touch has been around for literally just as long so i, I think don't longer really... um yeah no maybe not longer man because maybe not longer. i will say man like i've watched like i've watched jazer i know we we're talking a lot about jazer he is like one of the kings of mechanics but yeah um he his old sarp videos were because the mechanic the gravity and physics were very different in sarp right and so yep. um he his often his some of his best goals that i've seen in sarp was him air dribbling the ball up and then boosting away from the ball because you can't really do that in rock league nowadays but um at the time they had more than enough boost and gravity and so on but then air dribbling the ball up boosting away from the ball as it goes to the backboard to then boost back to double touch it in like that was some of his like main goals was doing stuff yeah. like that I'm, i, I saw a ton have, of those clips right so clearly they'll both have been here for a very very long time so yeah. i then i agree with you time is a hard one to bring up there um yeah. I guess for me, man, like air dribble is influential in terms of, I, I love that you brought up like the waves of it, of that it, it's, it's been changing of that. Like when air dribbling came in, it was the craziest mechanic people had ever seen. Cause it was, you're literally holding the ball in the air. Like that's not allowed. Like that's wild. That's illegal. Um, and then people are like, Oh my God, this is so easy to defend. You just fly at the person and then you'll stop them. Like it's pretty easy. And then yeah. people are like, Oh no, no, let's start throwing in like taking off boost. So you get lower and then instantly boosting in to go higher. And then we'll go into like a fake to then come back under and catch it. And then we'll go into a double touch or whatever that may be from, from flip resets whereas double touches have not changed and and then i guess it comes down to how much do you weight that either way right is do you do you put more weight on the versatility and often changing air dribble or do you put more weight on the constant always going to be here always has been here always going to be here double touch which is where i tend to side with uh I mean, I, I tend to I tend to side with air dribble because it is the one that's constantly evolving. Hmm. I think I hate it, but I think <laughs> I agree because the air dribble to me was defended like very well. Like it, so, I'm, I still remember so vividly, man. Like it was like I think it was like season five competitive seasons. I was like. Okay, I'm gonna learn how to air dribble. Like it's gonna happen. And then yeah. just after that, I noticed that no one was doing it anymore because it was just so easy to defend. Like I was even defending yeah. it very easily at that point, and it didn't really click with me that like why would I learn something that I think I can defend so easy? Um, and that whereas the and then it recovered incredibly well and still holds to this day, right? Like that was Justin's launch into the scene was how good he could air dribble and and yeah. like his control there, right? Um, like he put like freestylers to shame and he was a competitive player, right? Uh, and that but then you look at the double touch and like that has that became defended like three ish to four competitive seasons ago yeah um and has not recovered right it, it has not come back to the glory that it was it is almost primarily used on defense now more than anything yeah. um so i think that is what what takes the cake for the air dribble for me is the fact that it it has stuck with the scene all the way from the the, the prequel game uh and continues to innovate whereas the double touch has not been able to unfortunately because it is we so readable yeah 
we literally have another mechanic on this list that is from an air dribble, like air dribble. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, agree. I, I think that's a good way to look at it. Cool. All right. We'll take it. Air dribble, a finalist. Finals. Not what I expected. Um, so just again, for context from the right bracket, we've now picked air dribble from the right bracket for most of our pros. It was flip reset. Um, yep. so, uh, that was the case. Um, all right. Last semifinals ceiling shot versus half volley, uh, new versus old as old and as like almost as new as it gets kind of thing. So, uh, should be interesting. Jer, uh, do you want to start us off again? Ceiling shots are coming off the ceiling therefore you have an unlimited flip taking your shot half volley is flipping on the upward moment of the ball so you can have a bigger boom what do you got so this is where i think i have to go i have to lean towards ceiling shot just from like right away from the start like we said we said in the last round uh squishy's ceiling shot in season five against method is one of the most recognized moments in rl esports it's it's used for hype videos. It's used for season intros still. Whereas half volley, I still have trouble even listing it as a mechanic, technically. But that's so, how it made its way in. That's how it got into the that's semifinals. How it got in. Was because it's so used and so under talked about. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. yeah. I guess for me, the that I almost I, I hate the word agreeing. I don't want to agree with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the the half volley, I think, loses some steam at this point now because it beats the turtle flick because the turtle flick is irrelevant it beats the wave dash because the wave dash and this was one again one of our tougher ones but it beats the yep. wave dash because at least from my argument that i think you just ended up kind of siding with was that it was a it is still to this day one of the most used mechanics and rocket league esports would not be the same without it ceiling shot is the exact same thing rocket league esports would not be the same without the ceiling shot competitive rocket league would not be the same without the ceiling shot and it sparked this general like at, at the time of squishy ceiling shot let's say we say that is the like death of jesus that's like the the the, the birth of, <laughs> of it right um yeah. that, that's the resurrection um yep. if that's the case then we have a whole world of new rocket league that has come since then that has innovated since and at the time of it like i said if that's if that's if that let's say is our, our pivotal moment at the time it was all the classics that were in the game right like there wasn't a lot of like the new young kids that were there right there was a lot of guy like Ooh, yeah, from season yeah. one to five it was more or less a lot of the same players that, that had yeah. kind of stayed in you yeah. compare season nine to season five it is a completely different scene cloud nine is open two right now yeah. like it's like the, these these classics are struggling and it's because a player like squishy like set the tone for this incredible like incredible new generation of players that boomer me wants to hate but i need to appreciate because they've been yeah. the game um and yeah like i think that that's what does it for me for the ceiling shot is that it yeah. it, it literally created the new generation of players right yeah no that's a good so. point it, it it literally single-handedly ushered in the new the new the new generation. meta as well man the like, new, right the new meta. like, yeah. like yeah. I, when i'm thinking back to season three four and uh, not season five because that's when the ceiling shot sort of was was introduced and popularized in the pro scene. But like season three and four, almost like a stagnant time for yeah. RL. Well, that was that where, was the turbo into Gale Force years, right? Like that's yeah, where that exactly. Came from, right? Where like, you didn't really all all you were seeing in the pro scene was was passing plays and the team that teams that could pull off the speediest passing plays with the most accuracy were they were going to win. That's yep. what that's why Gale Force dominated, and that's why. G2 in season four, I think did quite well, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But 
then yeah, season five is when the ceiling shot got introduced and it immediately ushered in this new set of mechanics. Individual allowed... talent can actually outshine team play, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool, man. So, yeah. All right. Ceiling shot. Um our this pros agree. Right here. Our pros agree. Um nice. ceiling shot made it to the end. I think from the, the left bracket, ceiling shot made it to the end. I think in either all or all but one of the okay. um of the I had a feeling Oh no, I lied. I think it was all but one and then the do you want to know the one was? That made the, what, the it, finals. Was it a meme take for, take like, a guess. Flick? Take, no, no, no. Take a guess of those eight, <laughs> other than Turtle Flick. Take a guess. Um, wave dash. The air dribble bump. The air dribble bump made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you later. Oh, who it that's was. amazing. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so someone really love loved it. the air dribble bump, and we just absolutely shit on it. Yeah, we um, <laughs> it had the toughest first round matchup. So it did game. have a very very tough first round matchup. Um, all right, man. So we're we're here. So uh, ceiling shot versus air dribble are our final twos. Uh, I'm as an OG player, I'm proud. I'm I'm glad that I would have loved like a wave dash air dribble finals kind of thing. Like that would have been yeah. nice. But um, no, I, I th- this is nice. This feels like good Rocket League. Uh, two of mm-hmm. hands down the most influential mechanics that have changed the game. Um, as our final reminder, a ceiling shot, taking a shot off the ceiling, uh, letting the ball fall down, <laughs> unlimited flip time, Who do what you thought? can. An air dribble, small touches, dribbling in the air, keeping the ball tight to you when you can. Jer, do you want to start off our final discussion at the minute 40, <sighs> sorry, hour 42 mark? Hour 42 mark. We are out here grinding. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> we've been through, we've been through what, like 16 rounds, 16 yeah. rounds now. Um, Ceiling shot. I w- I don't know how to say this. I because I don't want to say right away what my pick is. Um, I love coming shot... with a pick. I I purposely try to not come in with a pick just so I can like just speak from the heart and see where it goes. I, see, I always come in with a pick, and then I always my mind gets changed two or three times while we're while we're yeah because I'm it. just such a good debater. <laughs> I know. Well, um. Anyways, ceiling shot. To me, when I'm when I'm thinking most influential mechanic, ceiling shot is the one that still sticks out to me, because air air dribbles just I don't know they they don't seem as influential. When I'm when I'm looking when I'm yeah sick sick description. When I'm looking at the pro scene, and I don't want to only look at the pro scene because obviously influential means more than just the pro scene, but the pro scene is almost like a good way to just look at the evolution of the game. Um, the air dribble in the pro scene. It's evolved, but I wouldn't say it's been as influential as the ceiling shot because I would say, like, how often do you see an air dribble goal in pro Rocket League? Rarely. Very rarely, because people know how to defend it. That's why mm-hmm. that's why it's been, uh, like, tried to evolve so much. But I don't even, like, I wouldn't even say you've seen a lot of the evolutions of the air dribble really working out either. In, in, but how in many ceiling shot goals do you League. see now nowadays? Yeah, that's the thing. You don't see a lot. But my point with the ceiling shot is that it ushered in some things like the flip reset, which is now what we're seeing. And it ushered in all of these new ways to score rather than just this team play that we've seen from the first five seasons of Rocket League. Are you ready to be rebuted already? I am ready. What then then takes away from the fact that, to me right now, the air dribble ushered in 
like things like the ceiling shot itself because the air dribble was the first mechanic that people were able to look at this game and be like, oh, wow, like you can do some crazy things in this yeah. game. Um, and it was the air dribble that did that, right? Like that's what it was. Was like, I remember the very first freestyle videos I ever watched, like really shittily edited, like Jazer with like 2,000 viewers kind of thing. It was just air dribbles. And that was all it was. Mm-hmm. It was just an air dribble into maybe like a double touch if that was possible at the time. And and that is what people are like, oh my God, I want to be a freestyler. And then they're like, oh wow, you can get unlimited flips off the ceiling. Oh wow, you can get unlimited flips off the ball and so yeah. on. And it's, it's adapted from there so whereas the ceiling shot ushered in the new era of players like we said i think the air yeah. dribble started it to be honest no yeah that's fair I, I i would agree like the air dribble is was the start of creative rocket league yep yeah that's a good way to word it <laughs> do you want me to say where i'm at so i can help you yeah i want to say where yeah okay. i like I, I i still think i know where i'm leaning but i want to hear okay, where cool. you're at so with all of that said and yeah. I, I love the air dribble. I love the story of the air dribble for me, like, right. Yeah. Of like where I, like I chose to not learn it because it was easily defendable, but then it adapted. And now I'm, and then I was like literally four or five seasons deep GC. And I'm like, how do I still not know how to air dribble? Like I need to learn this. <laughs> uh, and I still can't that all that well. Like I will always get a several touches on it, but I like, I can't to like very cleanly sweep it into the net. Um, after all of that, if I think of any influential goal, that that has done something to me as a viewer of RL Esports or competitive Rocket League. I cannot name one that was an air dribble. I can name three to four that were ceiling shots easily. Yep. I can name more than that. Uh, and now flip resets are starting to take the cake now instead, right? Of like, I, I, I picture like squishy uh, two world championships ago, flip resetting on uh, and going into a dunk to then score, right? If I don't remember that yeah. in the world finals, right? Like little things like that. So like that has not taken the cake. I don't remember a good air dribble one. The only one I can remember truthfully is Cronovian season one on IBP. One of the first ever air dribbles in the game was, and it was just in league play. And it was just an absolutely gross dribble into the top right corner that, and it was i say gross it was like four touches but it was yeah. wild to think about right like it was so yeah. so wild and so again it comes back to like as when i made a joke of me being a history major do i pick that history of where that comes or do i pick what will be remembered for rle sports yep. um and i think i side with what will be remembered for rle sports yeah. I, I think the ceiling <laughs> shot has influenced so many players it was the first i literally talked about this when i was coaching last night it was the first mechanic that I learned almost every mechanic I know in this game organically. I've never watched videos. I I was playing before videos were out, right? Like I I wanted to learn everything organically. The only mechanic I have watched a video on was the ceiling shot because I was like, this is the future of Rocket League and I need to learn this now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has consistently stayed to be the future of Rocket League. So um, I, I cannot think of a world where a ceiling shot has not been the most influential mechanic that Rocket League has ever seen. Yeah. And to argue your point even more, I remember so when to talk about it again, squishy ceiling shot season five against method. When that happened, the amount of media attention it got outside of the Rocket League community even was And they didn't ridiculous. even win that land. They didn't win that series. They didn't, they didn't <laughs> win that land, they didn't win that series, but I you you would you saw ESPN's Twitter yep. posting yep. about that, that ceiling I shot. When ESPN posted it, I was like, Oh baby, they were yeah. there. That's what I mean. And so when I think of that, when I think of ceiling shots, I think that even ushered in a new amount of fans to Rocket League. It brought a lot of people cool. to Let's the game to watch to watch the game to watch competitive Rocket League. And I would I would be curious to see where um, 
like our biggest spike was in viewership for nice. our OCS. Yeah, good question. Because I, would I actually think argue... past, I, I would say it's actually this last one, I would think, truthfully. Um, it might be. Right, especially with League Play. We just had 130,000, mm-hmm. 40,000 people watching League Play. Yeah, but I, I do nuts. think they're one of the biggest, definitely, if you're leading towards that, was from season five to six. I would agree yeah. if that's what you're going to say. Completely. Because season four was where I think I gave the least shit about RLCS. Like, that was the FlyQuest season and all that. Like, I really yeah, didn't yeah. care all too much. Like, yeah. that, I think it was just, I agree. You said it was stagnant. I think it was stagnant. Like, I didn't care all that much. Obviously, watched the World Championships and everything. But, like, that was probably the most league play I've ever missed. After season five was when I, I hit my, like, that's when I started writing for Rocketeers.gg. Like, that's when, like, the esports felt real. Was it about that ceiling shot? Maybe not. Like, that was the first, like, that was the first time a team had won twice in a row in rlcs so there was also a good storyline yeah. there and so on like little things like that but i do agree i think like the, the the viewership that that brought in was huge right of that um if i don't know if you i don't know if you saw it did, I, did we talk about this we actually may have talked about this on the last episode um i literally remember the next day watching shroud's stream uh, yeah watching we him play pubg that. we talked about it, right i, I yep. and i watched it live and i like i'm getting chills talking about it because i was watching his stream live um <laughs> and He's like, someone's like, oh, did you see Squishy in chat? And I was like, oh my God, someone's talking about Squishy. I was like, that's nuts kind of thing. <laughs> and then, and he, he like stops what he's playing. He's like running into a house and he literally stops. And he's like, he's like, this guy, 16 years old, keep in mind, went up into the ceiling. He like flew down and like came under the ball and hit it into the net. And he's like, I, I, could, I couldn't do that with like 10,000 hours of play. He's nuts. He's nuts. And I, <laughs> I remember losing my mind. I was like, he's talking about Squishy. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Like Rocket League Esports. So that's up. what so, I mean. Yeah, it brought so much publicity. Like, yeah. now Shroud's talking about it on his stream to 20, 30k viewers? Like, yeah, yeah, nuts. So, yeah. Super, super nuts. So, um, yeah, man. All right, Ceiling Shot. That's that's our winner. We need a little, like, round of winner. applause sound or something. But that's our, that's our yeah. winner. Yeah, edit uh, in some confetti. Yeah. But a little, like, Yeah, all right. Hour 50, man. We're here um that I was thought good we'd be done this in like an hour i'm gonna be honest. I, I was really worried it was gonna be such a short episode. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i also said that last week and here we are um that was good man we had some great debate we used the hoop mm-hmm. once uh the hoop decided all um and uh yeah so uh like i already mentioned i think all the changes i did uh that were between our homies and us uh to those who are mad about our seating um sucks uh that's life uh, <laughs> but i think truthfully if you go back and look it's like did something like the fast kickoff get or the doomsday dish get cut too early maybe 100 like maybe they won a match like like the doomsday dish would beat like the, in my opinion like the turtle flick or like yeah I, I think the doomsday dish would beat the musty kickoff or the musty flick or like yeah. a lot of these ones that went out in the first round but like that, that's just how bracket goes like i'm sorry if your favorite mechanic didn't there's make upsets it. okay 100 um, <laughs> and so i think if anything the biggest upset we had was a double t- double touch over the flip reset so um, yeah i think that, that was it that was a great debate i'm excited i'm sure that will spark some debate in the asap discord um but yeah any closing notes jared before i give her a little outro no, I think I'm all talked out. Sweet, man. Um, okay, so uh, just checking our times. We're all good. Uh, that's going to do it for us, folks. We have been Mechanically Mediocre. I'm Combo. That's Jer. Uh, we, you probably hate us now, but that's okay. That's completely okay. We we did our best <laughs> to pick whatever we could. Um, if you're a flip reset main, if you're Gainer and you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, Fuck you, but Gainer. That, that, <laughs> but that's where we're at. Hey, I like Gainer, man. Uh, yeah, that's like where Gainer we're at. Too. I love you, Gainer. Um, I think our top four was probably as fair as it could be. The only sub ins I would see would be either the wave dash or the flip reset instead of the double touch or half volley. Um, yeah. I think we did about as good as we could. Uh, and I'm very happy with the ceiling show as the final. So I hope you all enjoyed listening. 
thank you so much for hanging around. This has been an incredibly long episode. So enjoy your uh, probably commute to, from, to, and from work to just to listen to this. Uh, I would recommend checking out the YouTube video just to see. see it. see it. Well, to look at our beautiful faces, first of all. <laughs> the best part, just... though. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Nita. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Whenever Jer would be saying something, I would be just shaking my head. I was like, no, like, no, <laughs> I got it wrong. And Jer can't see me, so it's perfect. So, oh, bastard, um, this fucking guy. Yeah, so I just shook my head no. So uh, it'll be good. I, I agree. Thank you, Jer. Good plug. Um, I don't know yep. if it's going to be posted on the Combo channel or the ASAP channel. Um, pr- I, d- I would say almost definitely the ASAP channel. Um, and then maybe we'll start doing it on my own channel just so I don't have to give yeah. make, make people do too much work. Um, but regardless, it'll be there. It'll be somewhere. Um, we might honestly, folks, do, depending on just what happens, we might do videos later. Like I might upload videos on like weekends. Um, and the actual podcast episode itself will always be on Fridays. So uh, we record the day before. Maybe we'll have to change that if I want to get videos out the exact same day. We'll have to see, but uh, we'll play around with that. So again, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, we have been mechanically mediocre. We don't have an outro song, but maybe someday. Uh, and we'll go, Gerald sing one day. He sang for my stream sometimes day. before. Um, but uh, (laughs) yeah so we'll call it there Uh, thank you so much goodbye see ya